This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And a little announcement for you. We are uh, doing a bit of a schedule switcheroo. Uh, we apologize. It seems like we've done this a lot. Uh, we rely too much in our job on the the cowardly website, howlongtobeat.com. Shout out to the mods, you know, but it, it's inaccurate and I it kind of keeps fucking us. So what <laughs> what's happening is uh, next episode, mm-hmm. uh, after you hear this out of this world, normally, after that, we're doing Vampire. Uh, and Vampire is long, longer than we thought it would be. Yes. And then astute uh, observers will know that the next thing we have on the schedule is Final Fantasy XII. We are doing that over two episodes. Mm-hmm. That's also a very long game. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to give anything short shrift. No. Doing two long games in a row, not that great of a plan. Uh, if Vampire was the, uh, you know, the 17 hours that Hell on to Beat says, uh, that would be different. But uh, it's, a, it's a good game. You want to talk to people. Uh, so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing a month switcheroo. Uh, so nothing is changing in terms of the order we do it. We're just doing it in a different order. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, is... you're good. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, that, that was one of my worst sentences. We're just, we're switch boy. We're switching months. Uh, <laughs> so ordinarily July would be final fantasy 12 uh, for two episodes and then Wario land four. Instead, we're doing that in August. Mm hmm. And we're moving August up to July. So after Vampire and the uh, the Dispatch episode, July's games are going to be Children of Morta, Castlevania 2, and uh, our premium episode is going to be Control. Yes. Uh, apologies to uh, Nat, who sponsored the Final Fantasy XII episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and congratulations to Julia, who sponsored the Children of Morta episode. And Joel. <laughs> things are being moved up. Uh, sorry, Nat, to move your things back. It's not going to change what, you know, how that coverage works, except to make it better. Yep. Um, I should be by all accounts, be playing final fantasy 12 right now. If I was, you know, wanted to not rush it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we talk about it on shows, uh, sometimes people are just like, Oh, you just didn't like this because you rushed it. I want to eliminate that as much as I possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I enjoy it better. Like I just have a better time. And I think that, Take a more even look if you can take your time a little bit. I get real cranky if I'm sitting down to play a game for more than two hours at a time. And then just uh, having to do that consistently and constantly, uh, that can be tricky. Yes. Yeah. Don't want to yeah. rush it. We don't want to uh, skip content. So that's what we're doing. Uh, we appreciate your patience. Yeah. Because it should not change the episodes at all. It just changes the orders you get them. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. The <laughs> content of the episode. <laughs> yeah. So just to summarize, um, July's episodes are going to be Children of Morta, Castlevania II, uh, Simon's Quest. Uh, the premium episode is going to be Control. July's episodes are going to be a two-parter on Final Fantasy XII, specifically the Zodiac Age version. And then the premium, uh, premium episode is going to be Wario Land 4. So uh, thanks, everybody. Is this this is us announcing the August games? Yes. Yeah. But uh, the, the Terra Nigma episode being a long playtime and a really long episode is also a factor in this as well. Yeah, we talk we talk about the how long to beat uh, being a being a problem. I think in the future we should just yep. add twenty percent onto those bad boys for our planning. Uh, and what will that mean in terms of sustainability for the show? Like, mm-hmm. or, you know, boy, that made it sound like the show's going away. It's not. <laughs> but it's something I was thinking about was that like. Vampire could probably be two episodes. There's probably. so many NPCs and stuff to yeah. talk about. Like we got to be a little bit less gun shy about pulling that trigger. I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, no, anywho, that's all stuff will work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for now, just know switch a month. If your birthday's in August, you don't have to do anything differently. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We're not, we're not switching it. Je- and 4th of July will still happen in July. Yeah. We don't have that. We don't have that power yet. Not yet. Uh, so just, uh, 
you know, God bless America. Fireworks are still going to happen on that day. Uh, if you're a monster and you don't care about veterans and dogs. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay. Now Terra Enigma. Oh, first we need to thank five patrons. Uh, Y2K actually happened. Thank you. Tom, the optimist. Thank you. Mike Fowl, Jake Scott, Kevin Lewis. Thank all three of you. Uh, patreon.com slash duck There we go. Okay. Now Terra Enigma. Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Terranigma, which is an action role-playing game developed by Quintet and published by Enix for the SNES in 1995. A, d- a delightful little portmanteau. Yeah. Uh, if it's I- an enigma and it's Earth. <laughs> if, if I didn't uh, like this game, I would say Terranigma. Uh, but I do like oh, this game. Sure. So just wanted to get I, that I've out of the way. I've been walking around saying Terra Nick my nuts. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. Even though I do, I also like this game. The, the, but I've the, still been saying that. The Earth Nut Riddle. <laughs> yeah. The, the, uh, love the Earth Nut Riddle. Uh, this episode produced by Hello. Thank you, Hello. Uh, mm-hmm. Hello did this as a birthday present for their friend, Sean. Happy birthday, yeah. Sean. Happy birthday, Sean. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you, uh, real quick, cause we usually, we stopped doing this, but I think it's, it's worth doing. Did you play this before? No, never did. I had a, a real wild experience because I was sure that I had. Okay. What did you play instead? Illusion of Gaia. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, because everyone was like, oh, it's the, the, the quintet, you know, heaven and earth trilogy or what have you. Oh, and you and included like, act razor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. I was like, Oh, act razor, soul blazer and uh illusion of Gaia. Yeah. I played Terra Enigma. <laughs> I just forgot about illusion of Gaia. <laughs> um, so it's kind of fun to like have a, uh, a new quintet game that I hadn't played in like this, our year, you know, 2022. Yeah. No, I, I, I had never played it because it never came here and I wasn't really tuned in to quintet stuff outside of act razor. Um, uh, you know, just in general, when we did Soul Blazer about 10 years ago on the show, that was like 2013. Um, <laughs> and, um, 
uh, people wrote in saying, oh, my God, you guys have to do Terranigma. You have to do Terranigma. And that was really the first time that I'd like heard about it. And we'll talk about this in the history, but this didn't come here to America. I think a great deal of the clamor um, for Terranigma here on the show came from people in Europe, in Britain, where this did get to. Um, and also well, people I, who, you know, just uh, got in on this in, uh, you know, early days of emulation. Right. I think I think that second bit's really important. Yeah. Because uh, like this, this is a good game. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to sound like I'm going to damn it with faint praise. And, and I'm going to because there's some there's some things I have annoyances with this game, even though I think it's generally real good. Mm-hmm. I think that it probably gets uh, there's some exoticism to it. You know, yes. the idea that we never got it probably elevates it a little bit. Yeah, that makes sense you know, to me. The, this, this kind of mystery object, mm-hmm. you know, and and I was surprised just to find, oh, like it's just a quintet game. Mm-hmm. Like it's still very quintet. There there are things that uh, it does really well. There are things that are kind of crummy mm-hmm. about it. It's, you know, 20% too long. Um, <laughs> the, the the flagging, the just go, go talk to people until something happens is a real concern. Yeah. 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 Flagging is not great. Like the, the combat is the best that they've done, but, but still very still simple, like a little shallow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's all the, all kinds of little issues with it. It's just a quintet game. Mm-hmm. And like, I like a quintet game. I'm glad that they exist. Yes. You know, all of these are pretty good. Uh, it, it did not dethrone act razor for me, but I do, mm-hmm. I think I like it more than soul blazer, which was when we went back to that, I was surprised by, you know, just how basic that is. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, this, this is the same thing It's basically the same thing. You're, you're <laughs> running around, uh, overhead project uh perspective um trying to revive all life on earth the mm-hmm. weird pet theme of quintet yeah um you're generally doing this through fighting and talking uh there's some minor puzzle solving um and similar to uh quintet's whole deal uh you slowly bring things back together um there are there's a different articulation of that in this yeah as opposed to individually repopulating a town or country you kind of uh forest gump things into horrible modernity <laughs> in yeah. an insultingly simple uh version of history <laughs> Just this is ca- kind of like JRPG Forest Gump. Just in case you thought that um, Uncharted Waters uh, played things a little too fast and loose, let me introduce you to Faster and Looser. <laughs> it, this is about as fast and loose as it could possibly be. You know, this is this is a, a you know uh, this this has the the cadence a little bit of America Town. Yeah. You know, like that that view of like, you know, history where in this one it's like, oh, you have to rescue Columbus from the dungeons of the vampire princess of the Spanish. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like uh it, it's it's got a, a real like Muhammad Ali boxing the uh the man on the moon kind of energy to it. Uh, I, I, that's another thing that I think may, think makes this a little bit special uh, for a lot of folks in that this is an RPG that takes place on our world, mostly, kinda, uh, at least uh, at, at least superficially. You know, like when you revive mm-hmm. the continents, you know, it's North America, South America, you know, stuff is roughly relatively where it should be, although it is kind of this weird, like, just pigeon version of history. You've got you know, tribal civilizations coexisting with futuristic Neo-Tokyo uh, kind, kind, kind of stuff. Um, but the fact that this is something that roughly corresponds to actual geography and history, while also being this high-flying creation myth, is unique. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, this would have blown my mind as a kid. Yes. The, like the same way that's that Soul Blazer did. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. Just the idea of of that kind of interfacing between your dungeoneering and your like non dungeon rest parts. Yeah. Would have been very very impressive to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and as, as an adult, I still think it's neat. Yes. Like yeah. Going back. Yeah. Uh, um, let's chat about how just a, a little bit about how that combat engine is is more complicated because we've talked about how it's a little bit more complicated than Soul Blazer. I think this is really important. Yeah. Uh, here, it's not. It's too simple. But they're, what they did was they added a defensive vocabulary to a Soul Blazer thing. Yeah. Uh, both in terms of blocking and a diving attack that gives you iframes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still not really a world that justifies it. And there's still plenty of slop. Like, there are a lot of, uh, you know, hit detection issues and, and the like. Yeah. But it's just a lot more fun to move around in this uh, and fight things yeah. than it was in Soul Blazer or Illusion of Gaia. There are um, mechanical advantages to some of the stuff. The fact that you have a block is really important, especially for for boss fights. You know, you mm-hmm. can block projectiles, but not uh, but not regular attacks. Um, the things that you're doing, combining attacks with running and jumping, um, uh, like it, it, it is definitely more for expression than for efficacy. That said, expression is pretty important. You move very fluidly and like opting to do a jump attack and uh, getting a good run up like this feels very, very good in the hands in a way that a lot of um, action RPGs for the SNES sometimes end up feeling kind of chunkety. This is not chunkety really. It, it's uh, I think, I think that's true, but I also think that there is efficacy yes. in like once I committed to muscle memory, the ridiculous, you know, uh, B jumps, a shoots, <laughs> uh, running dive attack mm-hmm. that you, you can't be hurt during. Yeah. Uh, it's all I did. Oh Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I actually had a way uh, of fighting things without just staying there and trading blows with them. Yeah. Which is what tends to happen. Like, with, with an action RPG, when they want, when, you know, the, the tactical consideration tends to be hitting the enemy before it hits you mm-hmm. and relying on some knockback. Yeah. You know, like, if you're playing Link to the Past, that is how you avoid being hit. Mm-hmm. Um, this In this one, you know, you can, it, it reminded me, this is the weirdest bull. Like this, but something about the running up and executing a move to attack through an enemy reminded me of Mortal Shell. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, like just I'm going to go and do this running attack through the enemy mm-hmm. just kind of over and over and over, executing the same thing. It's very simple and very like effective, but took like a little while to, to master and become muscle memory. Yeah. Uh, I, s- me. I suppose part of what makes me say it's more for expression than for efficacy is the ambition of the system is that different attacks will do different damage to different, um, the different enemies depending on yes. uh, if they're flying or if they're armored, uh, things like that. That's roughly the case. Nothing is as effective as doing what you just described. The, yes. uh, the iframe dive or the, uh, the charge attack, right? One hundred percent. Like it, it doesn't. You have a move set that is more complicated than the uh, world requires. Mm-hmm. You know, which, which is a, a insidious and pretty common problem. Yes, uh, with with video games where you you can you can play in a way that is really cool. You just don't have to ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's the, that that is a the second half of that because the like the encounter design, dungeon design, and stuff like this is not good in this game. Like it's just guys wandering back and forth in mazes. Mm-hmm. 
you know, pretty much like every once in a while. I mean, more than every once in a while, but enemies will sometimes have a concept yeah. to them. But we're we're not talking about strategic depth here. No, it's a, it's a guy walking back and forth. Yeah, it's a little guy going around, and you know, I think it's important to know here, like we did kind of at the beginning as well. More to underline it is mechanics are very simple. Combat is not necessarily the uh, the star of the show. Uh, the, the, the exploration, the exploration is only minorly better, uh, over the course of the game, you get a couple of extra abilities to like do a, do different stuff, you know, uh, mm-hmm. breaking boulders or climbing walls, uh, you know, things, things of that nature. Like this is, this is a pretty story forward game for how much time you spend kind of, uh, exploring these sprawling dungeons and trying to figure them out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the balance is a little bit goofy yeah in terms of that strength uh and it, it's definitely the star of the show mm-hmm. like it's the unique selling point yes um for this yeah uh you have a jump as we mentioned so there's actually some minor platforming you eventually can swim this couples with those metroidvania kind of elements uh they all tend to be of the uh lock and key variety yeah you're not getting something that has multiple uses and you can use it to traverse mm-hmm. you just get a thing that lets you climb walls and now when you run into a certain type of wall it's yeah. effectively just a path mm-hmm. so yeah uh you've got that jump uh you can also pick some stuff up and throw it uh this is only used like three times in the course of the game <laughs> i thought it's, this it's was like going... for a comedy <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a weird joke <laughs> uh let's uh Let's talk about this absolute fucking mess of a magic system. Wow, the magic well. si- the magic system that I used probably <laughs> three times, twice to Does heal. Feel, like feel like it was put together by accident or something, or like <laughs> like a katamari ball rolled around a bunch of parts of other magic systems from games. Yeah, and just kind uh, of picked up some of them. Yeah, and just it 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 avoided the ones that would work well together. It's so bad. It makes a it's katamari like, that's just like it, it's it's all poles laid side to side, so it doesn't it, roll. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kind of struggles. Uh, it, it it's a horrible system. Uh, really counterintuitive mm-hmm. uh, and really fussy. So uh, the way this works is you have a jewelry box in your inventory. You buy these different pen, pins, and you can use these. These are attack or utility spells, so like heal uh, or different elemental effects. Um, getting these pins requires money and something called a magic rock. Yeah. Magic rocks are collectible. They're out in the world. Um, these are limited. There's 97 of them, I think. Wow. Um, the weird way this works is you spend them to buy the pins, but then when you then use that magic, you are refunded the magic rocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can buy them again. It's a really complicated way of getting like essentially a Vancian yeah. system. I have so many casts of this spell between visits to the the store mm-hmm. where I can recharge my rechargeable battery. Madrock things. It's so fussy and irritating. Yeah. Um, Ch- changing it, it's spells. really, really hard to overstate. Changing spells requires going through like three different menus. Uh, the actual uh, pins are... Uh, represented graphically and there's often not a lot of like differentiation between them uh like there's not really a clear indication of what a given spell does Um, and you're discouraged from experimenting right when you get a new magic that should be a very fun thing Mm -hmm. uh in terranigma it is not because it is a pretty big um you know cost to experiment with a spell in a non you know combat situation Mm mm-hmm 
Um, it's a real big bummer and, and it influences a lot of things in the game. Generally, uh, this is an old, this is from 1995. I'm not holding this against it too much, but it means, uh, Madrox are positioned as a really high value treasure. Yeah. Um, for lack of anything else. Uh, and we've talked about a lot on the network, how that recontextualizes, you know, a world like the, the, the things that you can find drive secrets and mini games and side questing mm-hmm. in a, a video game. Um, it ends up making the mechanical reward for doing a lot of that stuff like a pretty big bummer. Yeah. Uh, to me, I had all the, I was barely ever using magic and I had plenty of magic rocks and mm-hmm. I knew that if I wanted to, I could just go back to the magic rock store and recharge my dead batteries. Yeah. Or at um, least recharge the, the spells that work for you. You know, like yes. I didn't really, I just used the grass pin, the heel and yep. I used teleport. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, a cu- there's a couple bosses where it's like, hey, use magic. Yeah. But they're so rare and it's so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, vestigial, vestigial, vestigial system. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so magic is there. You have like a limited amount that you can, you know, uh, customize and express by which spells you get. Um, uh, that is in addition to armor and spears. You know, you've got these uh, the, these spears, which are the the weapons that your guy this uh this this young man named Ark um can, mm-hmm. can can use and this is in addition to uh differing uh recovery items for health and status effects and then there's like an adventure game puzzle system where you can find uh find items and either use them on on people or um uh talk to them while that item is equipped in order to progress uh progress quests yeah most of the things you will find yeah. will serve that last system right you know so you you end up with this big um inventory that looks like it's going to be full of cool you know keys like in zelda mm-hmm. it, it's just for the side quest system yes um the uh your character management in this takes place in a diegetic menu um there is a tiny little uh sack that you get and a tiny little demon uh wise kraken demon that you get and uh when it's time to go in your menu you dive into the sack and your wise kraken demon selects things for you mm-hmm um, acts as a cursor. This is very charming, but eventually gets real tedious. Yeah. Uh, I think becomes a menu tax. Like it's very cute. Yeah. You know, it is, it is exceptionally cute. It's, it, it's uh, exceptionally cute. I can see the novelty of it at the time being very, um, you know, uh, charismatic, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, persuasive yeah. like oh my gosh this is such a neat idea like going to a different room you know navigating navigating to the different room uh to uh f- like reach a different set of items you have you have that that plus like the three doors change positions as well depending mm-hmm. on which depending on which room you're in um yes. uh, like i'm like uh, it's gonna make me sound like a real dullard but it, it, nothing nothing is as powerful as a list gary i want a list where everything is in the same order and i can just go to the okay in position three that is always my magic cool there you go i, I, I don't want to steer it bad around <laughs> there's something to like things that work uh-huh you know, like that, and we would, you know, that, that's something that comes up from time to time in the network as well. Uh, and it's, it's frustrating because it's like, obviously you want innovation, yeah. you know, but there, there's a lot of, you have to pay attention to what you're trading for something that looks kind of neat, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you're, you're trading efficiency. Yeah. Like I would have loved a list for this. I would have loved a basic ass magic system. Yep. <laughs> it would have really juiced up combat, Uh huh. you know, cause I would, I would have integrated it. I would have had more stuff to um, do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, it's 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 kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, 
the the reason why this game is so well loved uh, is because of the story in the world, uh, not because of these uh, these combat systems. Even though I do think that it is is again kind of a step above in terms yeah. of melee combat. Mm-hmm. Um, there are four chapters of this. Um, they are wildly uneven. Yeah, <laughs> uh, chapter three is huge. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Here, um, and it's quintet stuff. Uh, so so the idea here, like kind of what quintet's trick is is that they bat way above their weight class with certain kinds of uh, themes. Like the stakes are always as big as they possibly can be. Mm -hmm. It is always the creation of the world or the destruction of the world, nothing in between um, and focus on the duality between those two ideas um, and rebuilding things. Yeah. It is, they have this cottage industry where all of their games are about rebuilding the world or rebuilding life. Mm hmm like that uh and they do a good job with it um the moment to moment writing in this game is real weird because it starts out okay and then gets kind of worse i i noticed more typos and missing lines and stuff the translation the wheels fall off somewhere toward the beginning of chapter three which is weird because chapter three is where stuff starts getting interesting story-wise uh you know the chapter it's like the centerpiece chapter yeah you know and it's very strange because it it starts getting like re- like really quite bad. Like mm-hmm. the the they're just missing words. Characters become these weird declarative monsters, <laughs> you know, where they, they just become signs. Uh huh. They, they, they stop uh, having an expression of character. Um, it really does feel like running out of time mm-hmm. as they went. But as, as the so the individual dialogue and individual writing is not great. The thing that is that quintet touch is the. Uh, kind of overall vibe and the, the bigger themes it's trucking with. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And Quintet, though they deal with those grandiose kind of, kind of uh, themes and work on that particular scale, uh, something that is, you know, kind of always hits for me is that they do kind of hit some of these small moments or uh, for lack of a better word, like, um, like more sophisticated emotional beats than the, 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 than I would expect. And that is on full display here. Like the scene with the goat, like we're going to get to mm-hmm. it. But if I say the scene with the goat, like, Oh, like no other SNES game has like this nuanced of a conversation about, uh, about death and, and, and grief. Yeah. Right. <laughs> as, as portrayed by a goat who's trapped in a cave. Right. And it's like, I saw that and it was like a gut punch. And I was like, is this game doing this? (laughs) It's really weird because it's those moments stand out as huge contrast. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, there are plenty of moments before and after that, that are as perfunctory and eye rolly as they can be. Mm -hmm. And like quintet's weird secret is that like, I never predicted when those moments would show up. Never. You know, like little tiny poetic moments like that. It's not a thing where I think that in a general sense, looking at the entire game, it does a great job with that. Yeah. Like, I, th- I think that if you if you summarize this plot, which we're going to spend the next couple hours doing, it is too complicated by half. Yeah. Like you, you could have made these points without this kind of unnecessarily complicated plot. Uh, the actual structure as it fits into the game is you're spending a lot of the, the game just running around doing errands. Yeah. For people, for reasons that are kind of arbitrary and the, the magic, like the reason why I think people really love this game is because every once in a while it hits you with a goat. 
you know, or you like you run into uh, that area where it's like, oh, you can't keep animals here, get let them free, and then later you run into your lion buddy in the the sewer, mm-hmm. and you think he's gonna kill you, and he just purrs at you, and it's like this very like sweet surprising moment uh, that does not that is aged better than the rest of the stuff in this. Like it feels more mature and more like a story for you know not for tiny little kids. Yeah. Whereas like Ark just being like, hey, I'm hungry, <laughs> you know, sure do love to eat. Uh, all that stuff could just literally walk off a cliff. Like, you know, the, the Ark, Ark being a, a idiot himbo is just <laughs> SNES.txt. <laughs> right. You know, mm-hmm. just kind of like literally just not understanding anything that's happening throughout the course of the game and outright saying it like, I'm not keeping up with this. I'm just going to go forward. Yeah. Yeah. I can't get either end of this. Like, <laughs> I'm just eating hamburgers. It, it ended up to me fucking up some of the longer term mm-hmm. uh, kind of emotional theming stuff. Yeah. You know, like it, it lives and dies in goat moments and kind of fails in what this is saying about duality yeah to no. uh in part because like as much as like the very end of this like spoiler there's like a very sweet thing that happens with with our little himbo mm-hmm. uh but it's our little himbo is not good you know like our little himbo doesn't develop he's not a character no you know he doesn't doesn't really do anything yeah he's just eager to help and kind of <laughs> an idiot hungry <laughs> just point me in a direction uh which is yep. also kind of the story uh, or at least the twist of it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It, 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 it's strange and inconsistent where you get these, you know, little islands of very, you know, standout kind of uh, kind of beats. But it's it all hangs together incredibly loosely that and I would say it it puts a, a pretty bad foot forward. I think the first two chapters oh. of this are I mean, like like when you're in the underworld and it's just like go to the five challenge towers um, I would have cut that so hard. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it, it's a, it it's really again unnecessarily complicated story. Mm-hmm. Um, that that did not need to be. And then the bringing life back step by step stuff is fine, but it's not nearly as interesting as when you start getting to civilization. And I would yeah. have skipped that as well because every step of that has an associated dungeon mm-hmm. that is no great shakes. You know, it's a yeah, it's all over the place, <laughs> pacing wise. Yeah. Uh, um, it, but it reminds me of real quick that like the thing about the goat moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like imagine uh Final Fantasy Six, if Final Fantasy Six was way more lighthearted and stupid, like every character was Locke, mm-hmm. but you'd never know when the Sela's Sid fish scene would happen. <laughs> like you, you just have a party of four locks running around, yeah, your know, five locks just being being himbos, just <laughs> I like adventure because it's fun and good. <laughs> I'm not a help. thief. I'm a you treasure know, just, hunter. Just yeah. Stand around just say, oh, you need help? I'll go run that errand for you. <laughs> you know, like just doing that and then bam, fish. <laughs> what you peach fish. What you've described is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of what the experience of playing this is like. Yeah. You know, it, there's there's a feeling of just like you never know when you're going to come into weird, way batting above its weight class for 1995 pathos yeah yeah yep. mm-hmm. um something that is not inconsistent is the music wow this is a good soundtrack gary soundtrack's very good mm-hmm. uh a bunch of the dungeon music i ended up listening to at increased speed mm-hmm. 
Uh, same thing happening with Chrono Trigger, where I'm like, I just can't move at the pace that these games want me to move at anymore. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but when it was not in those sections, uh, and then I also would just have the soundtrack on in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's quite good. Uh, again, when we talk about Bad Foot Forward, I think that the tower theme in the uh, beginning is really shitty. Yeah. Uh, it really feels like Chapter One was not designed by the same people. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, yeah. yeah, but very earwormy. Um, incredibly earwormy. That wormy. Yes. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. Um, I found the graphics to be a little bit kind of off-putting to a certain degree. Uh, not the technical stuff. Like, there's stuff here that is very much like, oh, this is a console at the end of its life cycle. Like, they have mm-hmm. figured out every trick in order to, uh, you know, squeeze impressive, you know, massive scenes into this. That stuff is cool. Um, uh, not so enamored with, again, chapter one, walking around on the inside of the earth. Although I, I like the, that weird little fish eye effect that, 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 that is there. I can see why people would have been like, oh, this is neat. But also it's, it, it kind of feels like you're playing it while you're drunk. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. When I, when I say the graphics don't work for me, I like, th- did the character design bother you? Like the, like the weird, like the weird, uh, proportions on some of the, uh, on some of the character sprites and stuff. This is going to make me sound like I'm just me being on my bullshit. Okay. Uh, it did not seem that appreciably different to me than like Chrono Trigger character proportions. Gotcha. It just looked like little big goober headed anime guys mm. wandering around. Yeah. You know, all that stuff looks the same to me. Gotcha. It's not, uh, I do not have a, uh, you know, so, um, it's fine. <laughs> Like, I wasn't like, yes, you know, L, yes, yes, <laughs> give me this character. Uh, but it was fine to me. Yeah. Uh, just uh, there there was something about it that bugged me, but that is a matter of a uh, matter of taste. So I, I think generally they're they're pretty well considered. Yeah. I, th- I think I'm not saying that to make an argument mm-hmm. via pop, you know, populi logical fallacy alert yeah. uh, but I, I think that you're probably in the minority with that opinion probably probably an outlier i only i'm all, i'm saying yeah. this maybe it's maybe it's just i don't like the way arc looks <laughs> like he, he's he, a horrible little dipshit he, like he, he's, he looks he's not a very good character like he's he's he's, like, w- he's wobbly in a way like as he runs his his face changes yeah. shape <laughs> there's something yeah, about he's it got, he's got a real a lot of low end yeah he climbs like an idiot <laughs> yeah. like he's, 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 he's i don't i don't think arc is like a great character or anything he, yeah he, uh, he just does what needs to be done which is go forward and yeah. agree to things he's a little yes machine monster design is good uh boss design is good i think that i might just not like arc yeah who whom i don't think any court would convict you okay <laughs> yeah, I, I, I I don't think Ark is great. Yeah. In this. Uh and then just like I mean you you're so rare that you will find me not in the pocket for idiot god. But this is the worst possible art. This is like me at the donut machine. Like so you like the idea of an idiot god, huh? What if it's you know a helpful spear himbo who like wanders around and just says yes to thing and has weird animations. You know. No, I want an idiot god. I want him to be destructive, and scary. <laughs> yeah. Happy. I didn't want to, I want an idiot god. I don't want to spend this much time with him. Yeah, I don't I don't want to hang out with a hungry god. <laughs> I, I don't want to hang out with an idiot god who thinks that like his idea of a joke is like, what if I eat some errant apples? <laughs> you know? Like, I just don't think it's that funny that you ate those apples, man. Yeah. <laughs> Stop showing me that bit. Yeah. Where I, are you I, going with this? I don't I don't I don't like that the inciting incident of this is kind of uh, him needing to apologize for throwing pumpkins at some chickens. 
<laughs> it's uh, and and then just also just opening you know the everything with that door again i would have cut yeah so much of the beginning of this this game mm-hmm. is so much better if it cha- started at chapter three yeah uh it, it's also so weird because the quintet's whole thing about having dual worlds and stuff and there's a big part of the narrative like explanation of this the uh the other world the dark world of this has never been more of a footnote yeah uh, of a thing like you spend an hour roughly there yep and then it's just like okay thank god that's over <laughs> uh until the end and then it's like oh, okay that's yeah. still a thing okay, okay. Yeah, that's still down there huh not for yeah, long still, okay. that horrible little lava field <laughs> that is supposed to match all creation be the, <laughs> the the dark half of all creation yeah didn't uh d- d- didn't care for it uh like we said this is part of a loose trilogy we've got uh soul blazer illusion of gaia uh atrazer is thrown in here too i do not understand why atrazer is never included in that conversation when it is so obviously of a piece just different genre like gameplay genre yeah you know it, it very much same themes but different uh i, I want to call my shot here i don't want to do illusion of gaia yeah uh yeah i don't i don't like that game very much okay uh, I went and tried to revisit that um, when it got released on something, you know, uh, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I played it sometime. I don't know. But I, I didn't like it. Yeah. It, more simple than Soul Blazer. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm not I'm not down for more simple, you know, especially since we've no. done the more complicated. Um, and also, I don't know that its story would be this good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do not think that it is. Mm-hmm. If if we were going to um, do quintet to likes, that would take us into like dark cloud, uh, more more than going simpler, right? Yeah, I would certainly do dark cloud too. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the scenario and story for this uh, were written by Quintet's founder, uh, Tomiyoshi Miyazaki, uh, and the art direction was handled by the manga artist uh, uh, Kumai or Ku Kamui Kamui. Kamui? Ka- yeah, Kamui, Kamui uh, Fujiwara, uh, who had worked had been working on a Dragon Quest manga at the time, uh, so he is the person to blame for our goofy arc, <laughs> and also the really good boss designs. Uh, it is yeah. it is strange. Um, yeah. So, uh, like we said, this is a late era SNES game. They used all kinds of tricks. This is a massive uh, SNES cartridge, thirty two megabytes. Uh, there are some big scenes that that they dedicated a lot of memory to. Uh, you know, the cutscenes of different parts of the world, uh, kind of reviving. Uh, in order to do this, they actually borrowed like the render pipeline from Donkey Kong Country. They was like, okay, they accomplished really impressive stuff. How can we get impressive things with the, you know a minimal memory footprint? Uh, so they benefited from that work that was done on that game that neither of us like very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, uh, as we mentioned before, um, this did not uh, come out in America. Yeah. Um, part of this, so the, the, in the fandom, there's discussion around this that's like really interesting. Yeah. Um, where for a long time people were very upset that it didn't come to America, uh, and then people were like, "No, no, this is good because they would have censored it." Yeah. Which they they probably would have. Oh, it's full of religious um, imagery. Like there's straight up statues of Christ. There are there 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 are uh, churches and crosses and Bibles everywhere. And that's just visually. Like this is a game where the steps that you take uh, go through the process of the creation of the universe in uh, in Genesis. Like this yeah. is chock full of religious themes. Even if it, even if it's not like coming out and saying, "Oh yes, Christ is our Lord." 
uh, it's dancing around in the space that, you know, Nintendo of America in the early 90s was infamously just real cranky about. Yeah. It's uh, the reason it wasn't released. So the uh, Enix, its U.S. subsidiary mm-hmm. uh, closed down yeah. by the time localization of this was finished. So they just did not have a uh, U.S. subsidiary to mm. put this out at the time. Yeah. Um, that is why it came to PAL zones. You can play it in kind of a crappy translation in English, just mm-hmm. not uh, a U.S. release. Yeah. Though the, uh, I forget the name of the guy, but the uh, uh, localization was done by somebody from uh, Nintendo of America. So. Yes. It's the, yeah. the guy who uh, does the voice who says the last Metroid is in captivity. The mm. galaxy is a peak. Fun. Yeah, fun. And he's also the guy who does the first voice you hear in Star Fox. <laughs> uh, the, the one who's like, coming online. Like the, the oh, one where it's the yeah. ship, not the. Oh, yeah. So it's like, scramble, scramble. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, uh, very popular in Europe. Yes. Did, uh, where it did get released. Did come to PAL regions um, at a time when they were not getting squares stuff. I always forget that uh, Britain and Europe didn't get Final Fantasy VI or Chrono Trigger. These games that are you know, just canonical uh, mm-hmm. parts of the you know 16-bit RPG experience over here. They didn't get those, but they did get this, uh, which kind of filled a similar niche. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Quinta basically went away. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, they, uh, they, they stopped working with the Enix after this game and went on generally to make like weird license titles. Uh, they also did, is it grand stream saga? Yes. For the PlayStation with Sony. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, 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 uh, they teamed up on a couple of things you've heard of, mm-hmm. uh, there, uh, and eventually ended up making, uh, Uniyasha, the secret of the cursed mask mm-hmm. in 2004. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, that kind of culminated their weird licensed zone. Yeah. Uh, period. Yeah. Uh, the studio stopped communicating with fans in 2002. Uh, and as of 2021, this is real grim. Uh, the artist, the manga artist, uh, Kamui Fujiwara, says that the founder and the person who wrote this and was the director, Tomoyoshi Miyazaki, uh, had disappeared. Uh, yeah. They can't find him. So hopefully he's just living a private life in the offline colonies. Yeah. That's a, that's the best case scenario. Yeah. Uh, other members of the team did support a fan effort to get this uh, re-released or remastered. Yeah. Uh, there is uh, the absolute most powerful thing in the world, a change.org petition. I, I hate it. I just, you'll, you'll, you'll hear like, okay, you'll, you'll, you'll see a headline. Like how in the world are any of these news? Why, why is anybody reporting on this? A change.org petition. <laughs> A cha- I, whenever the change.org petition happens for a video game, mm-hmm. it, it has a real like three little kids dressing up to get into a movie feeling <laughs> to me, you know, because people will do that for real things. And so I'll be like, this game I want it needs to come out. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to be the change. I can, I can, I can no longer <laughs> accept the thing. We'll change the things I cannot accept. Yes. Uh, there are kind of like there are dozens of us. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I just, just wild. I don't doubt that they sincerely want to see Terranigma revisited or reissued, you know, maybe retranslated in a number of things. But just, I, when, when I saw that, I just, I you know, did, was doing it's research. Rough. It was like, Oh, like Terranigma, like resurrected or something like that. I was like, Oh, is there like a fan project? Uh, you know, Cause I, that's within the realm of possibility that there are people who wanted to, you know, may, you know, do a, yeah. do a fan remake. And, 
And then when I saw a change.org petition, I was like, fuck you. I'm not going to get those yeah. five minutes back. <laughs> <laughs> it's rough stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That. Um, yeah. It's also a little like I, you know, if, if I were just voting, I would vote for a new version of this mm-hmm. uh, in a world of emulation. Yeah. Like it's also fine. Like just play it. You know, it's, it's a it's little, okay. it's a little how I feel about mother three, you know, same, a lot of people worked yeah. very, very hard to make that good translation of that. Uh, it's there for you play it. I don't yeah. understand why every time Nintendo holds an event, we have to undergo this ritual, you know, it, it's a weird, uh, the, the officialness, uh, is just very important to some people. Yeah. I suspect it has to do with like giving the property it's a due. Yes. You know, it would just be, you know, the, for, so the fans of this, they want this to come out officially because it'd be like, finally, you know, it's, uh, it's getting, it's getting recognized, but yeah. I don't care about, but like, I can still just play it. Yeah. You know? And yeah, it doesn't, uh, it's not, it's not going to call you back, bro. It's, it's not going <laughs> to like this. It's not going to see this tweet. Uh, the, like, the, even if the creators did see the tweet. Uh huh. It's yeah. Any any symbolic victory that you would get out of this is not as important as like you enjoying playing the game, um, and you know maybe spreading the word so more people play it. Like that's that's yeah. what you that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Quintet's in a weird spot. Yes. Uh, we don't know who holds the right to all of their well-loved little weirdo games. Um, Square Enix did release a remaster of Actraiser last mm-hmm. year. Uh, it is widely considered to be not super good. Yeah. Uh, is my, is my understanding. Um, it, uh, adds all tower defense sequences and, uh, does not really appreciably improve. So again, you can just play Actraiser. Yeah. It's there. It's, it's there for yeah. you. Yeah. Never went away. Uh, this episode is going to be a little bit spicy, uh, cause this is a long game with a lot of running around, um, yeah. a lot of what's happening in Narsh in chapter three. Um, if we end up, I want to put this out here. If we end up scooting past uh, a goat moment that we didn't notice, mm-hmm. um, that's one of your favorite goat moments. That's one of the, uh, the reasons to write in. Yes. You know, uh, it's a big, long game with a lot of, uh, a surprise when I was doing research, like a surprising amount of optional events as well. Yeah. Uh, there's like this gooey middle where there are tons of weird plot dependencies that are not necessarily intuitive mm-hmm. uh, that will get you bonus scenes or bonus dialogue from people. Yeah. Uh, I know for an absolute fact, I did not get all that stuff. No, no. There's a moment where you uh, get the, get a ship and you can go around and there are optional places you could go. I just, this game was longer than I expected and it ended up being a little bit more under the gun. So if we missed, if we missed something, I, I don't. Yeah, there, there's probably time when you're hearing this. Yeah, there's there, there's time. Uh, right in the the deadline is the fifteenth. Uh, Duckfeed.tv slash contact. I'm also gonna. The other thing I'm gonna say is that uh, just to head off this criticism, we I was also under the gun with this. It's longer than I expected. When I say that there's stuff I would cut, I would cut it even if I wasn't. Oh yeah, under the gun. I think this plot is way too complicated. <laughs> um, I think you could have gotten to the cool parts of this. Uh, significantly, not just like faster because I'm an impatient person, but better. Yeah. Uh, better. And, and you know, the, the goat moments, the cool things about this would have felt a lot more concentrated mm-hmm. without quite as much, uh, just weird kind of fillery stuff. Like a lot of dungeons, this end up feeling pretty fillery to me. Yeah. Um, so, uh, some of that stuff we're also going to scoot by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So just heads up on that. Let's get into it with chapter one, the outset. Uh, because it's the SNES, um, I, just a, 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 a woman in our character's life wakes him up. Uh, Ark mm-hmm. is having a nightmare, and his girlfriend L uh, wakes him up because he needs to uh, uh, start his day. Uh, every other time Ark wakes up, he is laying on the floor, uh, mm-hmm. which is which is funny because at some point he he, he falls out of bed. Uh, I think Ark might have PTSD. <laughs> I think he's having night terrors and falling out of his bed. I don't know that he has enough of an internal life to have PTSD. Oh, uh, yeah. He has kind like, of like a goldfish. About, like he's a dog. Like he, <laughs> he is too much of an idiot to have thoughts and feelings, I think. Uh, he is just there for the player to recreate things and see sad things in which our avatar cares no, does not really care one way or another about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, So... Uh, you're having this strange dream. There's a stuff, there's this weather condition down here. Um, they do a really good job of disorienting you. Yes. Because you, you feel like you are just in a different world where things work differently, mm-hmm. you know? So you go into like, I'm collecting encyclopedia facts about this, this world. Yes. Mode. Like, okay, crystal blue is like a weather event. Uh, it's these crystals that fly through the air. I, I got the sense they were like trans uh, or that you could, you know, they're porous yeah. like from beyond stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they show you reflections of future events. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you can walk around talking to people. This is where you learn that, uh, you and Ellie, uh, oh, it's also one big communal building. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, <laughs> all, like all of the impetuous young men live in this building with the elder with, where they, where they train. Uh, and also you can't, yeah. nobody can leave the village. Like it's just no. this village and just its population here. There's a talking pumpkin. It's a real fucking nightmare. Um, and when you talk to the guys, they're like, oh, Ellie woke you up. Hey, hey, hey. They all go into Moses lack mode. Happy couple, huh? <laughs> it's real weird. Uh, when you go and talk to the elder, uh, he's really upset because you destroyed uh, weavings. Uh, and he wants you to go apologize. Uh, you know, you can either at this point, there are a couple dialogue choices. You can either like you know, defend yourself or apologize. Uh, none of it matters. Yeah. There's no, uh, there is no nonlinearity to this game every once in a while you have a choice whether to develop mm-hmm. a town or not but it's not played really as an expressive choice it is a fail state or a win state yes um doing certain things means that you are not doing certain things like choosing to go in a direction for a town you're not really making a choice because if you choose the wrong thing it just cuts off possibility space mm-hmm. in the future yeah uh and you get a lot of uh little characterization dialogue choices like this that don't do anything Yes. Um, so he says, go apologize. You go back, you go to the Weaver's house, you apologize. Uh, Ellie's mom is the Weaver. And when you come back, the elder's gone. And the other students are trying to break into his forbidden closet of mystery. <laughs> There's one door in this boy's dorm uh, that nobody can get into that whispers at you sometimes. <laughs> uh, when you pass, it's like, please let me out. And you're like, oh, no, elder said not to open that. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Uh, There's a pretty good joke in the beginning of this about how you're the only person who throws things. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, that's what you got in trouble with before. There's a lady uh, in the kitchen who asks you to grab her this pot and you can grab it. But the only thing you can do is toss it. You don't, you can't put things down. 
she yells at you. It's very cute. Yeah. Um, and using your one verb, uh, you open the door by throwing vases at it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Just cracking so. it open. Uh, and of course, the other kids who would call you a chicken if you ran away, uh, they, uh, they they bolt as soon as the voice gets loud and starts calling to us. I'm like, oh, I left the iron on. Yep. I don't know where they're going to go. We all live in the same house. Mm-hmm. And there's, it's one of two houses in the village that isn't a store for us to <laughs> sell things to each other with money we make. Um, this is a basement. We go down in this basement uh, for quite a while uh, mm-hmm. down here. And there's this little box floating in this magical seal. When we get there, we break it open. Uh, yeah. And this little demon named Yomi appears. And he's a, a sassy little, little guy. Yeah, old bad. Uh, yeah, he's he's giving a shit. Uh, the elder... Uh, comes out, it's like, oh, you went to my forbidden closet of mystery, you know, or we find out that the elder did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do not want people to enter this world inside this box. Yes. Uh, that Yomi gives us a tour of, we can crawl inside it. Yeah. Our, our little, our little apartment that we have down here. Um, yeah, uh, you know, dimension. yeah. Showing us this, uh, the, 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 this menu, you know, like, oh, here's where the weapons go. Um, there's a voice that calls out from uh, this weapon that is inside this crystal spear, um, saying that humans will be only become aware of its existence once they gain intelligence, um, whatever this voice is, it's referring to itself. Uh, and then they can use it to expand their world. Uh, I don't know who this is. Like there are voices that are identified. The voice in the spear is not, uh, explicitly called out. The spear just becomes another weapon you can use. Typically, I assume when a voice is not accredited, it's it's light Gaia, oh yeah, us, or yeah. dark Gaia trying to psychically force us to do stuff. Yes, uh, we'll get to those. There's a little intro when you start this game. They talk about light Gaia and dark Gaia, aka mm-hmm. God and the Devil. Yes, uh, and they do God and Devil stuff. Mm-hmm. You explain that. Yeah, uh, Ellie came looking for us. She interrupted us. Uh, she is our girlfriend. Uh, I do not like this characterization mm-hmm. uh, of her. She is very simple. Yeah. Uh, and just really, really loves Idiot Arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has very little characterization. Uh, it's real weird going back to this. I was very disappointed after playing Chrono Trigger. Like, I'm not the biggest Chrono Trigger guy, but the ladies in that game are way better characters. Agreed. Uh, Ellie is a real nothing. Yeah. Um, she's scared, you know, because you open the box and then she turns blue and freezes. Uh, everyone in the village has uh, changed except for the elder. Um, and the elder says, you idiot, you know, you, you do this to the village by opening this box. If you want to fix it, go out to the five trial towers, uh, send to the top of them. Uh, and now you can leave the, the, the village. This makes it feel like it's just going to be a quintet game where you going in these tire towers and doing something is just going to bring person people one by one back to your village. Not the case. Uh, it does have that, uh, yeah. like it just, but only a miniature, you know, it's not <laughs> going to be the game. Chapter one is doing that for some reason. Yeah. Like you play a little miniature soul blazer in the beginning of this <laughs> before, before you go on and expand the scope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you step outside and you see that though the village is, you know, forested, uh, just a standard green hill zone village for an RPG. You are in an underdark. Uh, you're in an underworld. Everything is blasted and rocky. Uh, instead of oceans, there are lava. Uh, instead of money, there's rocks, uh, stuff yep. like that. <laughs> it's a it's a and they do a really cool effect it's like you're at the inside of a donut Mm -hmm. you know as as you're walking around it looks real neat yeah Uh, Um, very impressive you're walking around on the inside of the hollow earth yeah Yeah. 
uh, so we just go to these towers. Uh, this being the alternate world is ridiculous. Yes. Uh, this one village and then just five shitty towers. <laughs> Here's your dark world. Uh, absolutely ludicrous. Um, and just also, I, I really feel like uh, undoes some of the stuff they're trying to do with the theming. A little bit. Of creation and destruction, uh, you know, needing each other being that duality is very important to mm-hmm. this developer. Uh, it's a pretty lopsided duality. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a lot. Of, oh, <laughs> awful lot of creation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would have been, and you could have done, I almost would have preferred a straighter putt with that, where like instead of spending quite as much time in quite as many places in chapter three, mm-hmm. like what would happen if you went to dark America? Ooh. You know, dark freedom or dark France or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, and and those would be different versions. Or when you, you know, did something in that world, it's it changed it in the dark world version of it. Yes. So like you elect the communist leader of of light side France, and it does mm-hmm. something to dark side France. Yeah, yeah. It just it uh, increases the disparity. Yeah. In- yeah. That would have been that. That feels like that's more in line with the kind of themes they wanted to mess with, and that's mm-hmm. what I mean when I say this story is unnecessarily complicated. Yes. Um. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we can kind of breeze through these towers because this is more of just like a tutorial showing us a little bit of a gamut of things that we're going to be doing. Kind of the entire mechanical game is contained in these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, it's not going to be representative of what the game is like. Right. Um, they're just little mazes and uh, little combat arenas. Um, there are these little turtle imp enemies that pop up, these little fire motes that, uh, shoot in the cardinal directions, mm-hmm. uh, and these big night enemies, uh, that you can have. And you're kind of introduced to the basics of combat using that uh, running dash to get iframes, uh, positioning yourself just off center mm-hmm. from an enemy so it can't counterattack, uh, yeah. counterattack, things like that. Uh, we're introduced to our uh, status effects in this. The developers of this game had a really wild take. They talked about how they wanted to have, uh, they really liked how in turn based games, how text provided clarity as to what was happening to you. Yeah, the problem is text is interruptive. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a horrible idea. Uh-huh. Uh, the the way that they do status effects in this is having a little text pop up that you have to click through that tells you what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and suppose it, it could just pop up without freezing the game. Yeah, you know, uh, but it doesn't, and it ends up making status effects in this game feel just really irritating interruptions, uh, as opposed to tactical concerns like you get items that will undo this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get set on fire, you get this toasted status effect. So you're just paralyzed for a minute while you're on fire. You can actually, you know, there are things that get rid of these things, mm-hmm. these, these status effects. Uh, I can't imagine. Yeah. Millionaires caring about them. No, you just try to avoid it. Yeah. Or you just, you know, deal with it. Cause you're toasted for two seconds and then you're, and then yeah. you're done. It would take longer than two seconds to go into the menu to use any item to get rid of it. Like a little bit more serious are these curse and poison, uh, status effects. Would those come much later? Those are HP drains. Uh, there's also one yeah. that decreases your, uh, um, strength, uh, makes you do yes. less damage for a certain amount of time. Those are a little bit more of a concern, but like these interruptive ones just exist to be annoyances. It's real weird the idea that they wanted to include those, and I think they express the explicit quote is something like to capture how exciting turn-based games are. <laughs> they have these little text pop-ups or something. <laughs> it's really weird. Uh, it's a it's a it was some interview I saw that was linked uh, from a guy named Resonant Arc talking mm-hmm. about this. Yeah, uh, the interview that he read. Uh, it's just a really bizarre line. Yeah, could do not understand. Don't get it. Uh, 
So you reach the top, and each of these towers is presided over by a guardian. Uh, these cloaked figures who are kind of complimenting you, but also making fun of you. He says, like, oh, you know, uh, congrats on getting this far. Uh, he says, all of the, you know, monsters that you have killed, those are people's souls, and you free them by killing the monsters. Some of them leave behind blue moats that will give you, uh, that will give you uh, hints when you talk to them. Um, and then this guy, you know, to you know, free more souls, I guess, or just maybe to kill me, he summons the little, uh, like turtle imp guys, these hue balls, uh, one third of human giant, um, yes. that they just kind of emerged yeah. to fight me. Yeah. Uh, it's just a little, little rush. Yeah. Not a big deal. Uh, when you do that, you go through this door that appears and we end up in these floating chambers, uh, with an orb that descends and we get these scenes of continents being raised. Each of these towers corresponds to a continent. And by, so we're not only freeing the souls of our village. Like he says that the monsters we killed contain the souls of people. We're also raising a continent somewhere. Um, we don't know what this is. Yet. Yeah. This is on the surface on the light side world. It's uh, it, here. It's pretty cool. Like the fidelity on these is low enough, but the actual like, you know, pomp of them is, is grandiose enough that it's like pretty abstract. It's just kind of like a light show. It took me a minute to realize mm -hmm. precisely what was happening. Um, but, uh, yeah, it is a, it is an impressive display, um, at the very least, uh, you also they sell them well, what's yeah. up? I said they sell them pretty well. Yes. Uh, uh is also a stated goal where they talked about how they needed players to care about what these felt like and looked like mm -hmm. for the game to work. Yeah. Uh, so you, you don't just raise Eurasia from the, uh, from the ocean floor. You also, uh, kind of revive some of these primal forces. So with this one, I believe it's the light, uh, that comes back. It's like the light or the mm. winds. It's a little bit unclear what happens, but like, um, yeah, it, it corresponds with uh, the opening verses of Genesis. Yeah. Uh, something that is kind of surprising when you do this and we get a, a batch of, we, we see a little batch of our villagers thaw out when this happens. Uh, going back to them, a lot of them have no additional lines. Uh-huh. No, not only like, uh, oh, that's is, weird. <laughs> Yeah, no, but nobody cares. Uh, it's it's a really weird move. Um, so it, it's not that Soul Blazer rhythm of like I've done a dungeon. I want to go back to town now and see what happens. Uh, nothing happens. No. Like this, like the the village, Krista Village is not uh, not particularly interesting. Yeah. In this, um, it's also we didn't mention this in generalities. You also level up in this game. Yeah. Um, the calculations that it works, the way this does, I don't know the numbers. I didn't find like the game fact that did all the math. Um, and I'm not smart enough at math to know exactly what this is, but the way it's in the category of games where level ups are huge, yeah. um, and defense values are such that if you are under leveled, you will do absolute chip damage. Mm -hmm. And then once you get to the appropriate level, like all of a sudden it's a video game. <laughs> yeah. Um, it reminds me it's, it's the same way that dragon's dogma, uh, does. Oh its math. yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, uh, it's the, or that, that the way that dragon's dogma does the math gives you the same effect. Mm -hmm. Uh, being one level too low or two levels too low is a huge deal. Mm -hmm. Um, which means that there's a couple of places that make sense to grind. Yeah. Uh, in this game. Yeah. In the second tower where you can just infinitely spawn the hue balls. Yeah. 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 Uh, not a bad idea. Uh, this is the, when you go to the second tower, this is a puzzle tower. Um, they tell you the statues with the different eyes, uh, you know, to notice those and you can push them. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, you also get some switches that you have to throw these pots at, um, and mage enemies that are basically whiz robes. Mm -hmm. 
uh, got big wizard robe energy. Uh, yeah. And then they paralyze you by looking at you and all you get is a little message that says it. Yeah. You can s- sometimes reflect that by attacking, uh, but the projectile moves incredibly fast. It feels instantaneous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the next to the last floor is the grinding one. Uh, you have to intuit which way to push these two statues. You have to push them both outwards. There's no indication mm-hmm. of which way you got to go. So you're going to be uh, kind of iterating through this a lot. Yeah. Which is, which is a lot of the puzzles in the game. Yeah. Are not very, uh, not very puzzly. Nope. Uh, tower. Th- so this uh, gives us South America. And then uh, <laughs> tower three. Um, <laughs> this is more about platforming. So there are moving platforms and kind of uh, traps and spear traps. So we have to uh, guard yeah. our guide. And then there are these ghostly enemies called uh, yardners. Gar- uh, gardeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, do they plant and harvest things, Gary? No, they're, uh, they guard. Yeah. And then whatever the suffix ner <laughs> suggests. Um, none of these got me. Yeah. I, did not, I did not see this. I just ran away because I couldn't hurt them. Right, right. Uh, what they will do is they've got a projectile that pushes you to sleep um, or puts you to sleep. Uh, and then they will kind of inhale and suck you in and send you back to the entrance, uh, which is a little frustrating. Yeah. Uh, you know, thank God for save states. I think like save states and fast forward make this game um, really doable. All games of this era. Oh, yeah. This, this is you know what you're giving up if we get a remake. Yeah, I've got I've got uh, I've got fast forward mapped to the right analog stick on my little uh, 8-bit do controller here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm constantly pumping that thing. <laughs> um, the uh, the end of this starts with ends with kind of a puzzle boss. Uh, do you want to hear some bullshit? Sure. Uh, the way this works under the hood, uh, so they present three guys uh, to you, three of these mages. The idea is one of them is supposed to be real and two of them are illusions. As opposed to that, it's just a 50-50 chance whether they're all real or all illusions. I spent so much yeah. time, like I did frame by frame, like on a rewind, trying to see like if they flickered at different rates or something like that. Nope. nope. It's just chance. I hate it. Like the you know, the flagging <laughs> and puzzle stuff in this game is not good. No. Well, uh, that 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 makes me angry, actually. <laughs> It's pretty, I, I learned about that from watching a, uh, I started, I didn't finish it because it's four hours long, uh-huh. but something I like to do, uh, for show, games we do for the show is watch a speed run if I can, Okay. because it will usually reveal stuff like that. Yeah. Like speedrunners will figure out the, the behind the scenes shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's just luck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So if you hit the if you hit the real one, it does damage. If you hit a fake one, it becomes a regular um, cadet. Uh, these the, the, this yeah. wizard enemy that you have to deal with before the other ones will appear again. Yeah, that is bullshit. In exchange for doing this dumb puzzle, you get Africa. <laughs> cool. So it's a Louisiana purchase, the likes of which you never imagined. Old continent like, guys. <laughs> the, um. <sighs> Uh, Tower four, the idea is a, uh, a test of courage. Um, it's doing the 16 bit standby of puzzles that have to deal with falling in holes and trying to conceptualize, mm-hmm. uh, multiple floors, uh, there. This always ends up being very trial and error. Yeah. Uh, in reality. Yeah. There's like the, the, you have four pits you want to fall down and you know, all, all of the other ones will get, well, you've got to go both paths. It's not just that there's a correct path and a wrong path. You've got to, uh, you have to get the crystal thread here, which involves going yeah, down the yeah. quote unquote wrong path. And then the right path takes you to the, uh, to the, to the guardian, um, with it his feels very arbitrary. Yeah. Uh, this crystal thread, which is mandatory, uh, you know, it's not, a, it's not a bonus. No. Um, 
little goofy boss of this one. It's the Hue Ball Dance Troop. Uh, this is a snake of little Hue Balls where the, only the last one is vulnerable. When you knock it off, it, it disconnects and still fights you, so you have to take it out. Yeah. 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 Just weird, goofy little thing. And for this, you get North America. Uh, and also the stars rise. So, yeah. cool. Fair trade. Yeah. Uh, you cannot go to the next tower. Um, no. So this is, I think this is, again, kind of calling irritating game design on this because the fact that characters did not have new things to say when I went back to town mm -hmm. uh, and the fact that you just heal automatically while you're, when you're using the crystal spear, when you're underground, mm -hmm. uh, you heal over time. Uh, so there's really no reason to go into a town rhythm here. Yeah. But if you just go to tower five, it just says you're not ready. Uh, and this could mean anything. Yeah. It could mean like, you're not high enough level. A lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really what it is, is you have to take the crystal thread back uh, to uh, town to mm -hmm. give it to Ellie to weave something for you. Yeah. You know, she's decided that her purpose in weaving is to make things for you. Making you think, okay, she's going to be my armor through the game or whatnot. Uh, you yeah. give it to her say, she says, oh, this is a mythical material. Uh, I want to make you something out of this. Uh, you go to sleep to give her time to do this, but you wake up in the middle of, night, of the night and go visit her to find her still working. Uh, and she, you know, the way weaving in this works is you, you put prayers into the garment, um, which is kind of fucked up that I sold this <laughs> or, or no, I didn't, I, I, I didn't say, no, I don't think this is one that you can sell. This is one that's, uh, that, yeah. that, uh, that is on the, uh, little, little armor dummy inside your, uh, yeah. inside your menu. <laughs> yeah. I would, well, you don't sell things, chance, uh, yeah. you don't sell things. You throw it into a, a, a bottomless pit inside your Pandora's box yeah. pocket dimension. <laughs> I would have traded this for a McDouble. <laughs> it didn't allow me to. That. Yeah. <laughs> and you can find the creator of the McDouble in this game. You can. You no. You, no. You don't. You don't find the creator. You co-create the McDouble. Yeah. You, you co-create. <laughs> you worked together. You collaborated on. God, I would fuck the McDouble. I would fuck up a McDouble right now. It is the seed of creation and destruction. It is. Yeah. The uh, the McDouble. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great sandwich. Yeah, it's like a double double cheeseburger is a little bit too much. Uh huh. You know, very rare that I need more than one slice of American cheese on something. Yeah, and just it's just there to provide to you know to provide melt. salt. It's all salt. Yeah, <laughs> salt, salt and melt. <laughs> yeah, I got really into making. I saw this recipe for this thing called Korean street toast. Okay, I've been making that, and that requires American cheese. Oh, uh, yeah. so I have American cheese quartering in my house right now. The nice uh, thing about American been, cheese is it lasts for years. Yeah, it's it's just a weird plastic that I eat, uh, and I'm, so I'm I'm very happy to have it because it means like good grilled cheeses and yeah. more Korean street toast. <laughs> oh gosh, uh, but uh, you know, she says when when she goes to give you the cape, she gets kind of kind of sad. She says it feels like giving this giving me this cape means I'm going to go away and never come back. And she says, you know, can you promise that you'll that you'll come back? Uh, you know, my option is say like, oh, I can't make you any guarantees. I'm not gonna, not gonna lie to you. Not to be cold or anything, yeah. but it doesn't. Uh, none of this stuff works for me because this is such an unbelievable world. Yeah, this underworld with seven people surrounded by lava. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and Ellie is just so singularly dedicated to you mm -hmm. uh, that she doesn't have her own character. Yeah, uh, none of this stuff worked for me. I was trying to like tug my heartstrings around yeah. Ellie. It was a little bit more successful for me, but only later on, uh, once we started getting into like, which, which version of you is you kind of stuff, but yeah, yeah. it's a, it's, I didn't believe that he would love either Ellie. Right. Because why would he? Like mm -hmm. he doesn't have an internal life. He's not, 
you know. <laughs> he just he just he responds to you know to to shiny objects and smells. Yeah, he's not smart enough to love. Like I don't feel like Ark is smart enough to have feelings <laughs> as a character. So which again, the ideas are very very uh, good, but I was largely failed to be brought in because yeah. of how shallow the writing is. Yeah. Um, we get this cape. Uh, this allows us to go into the tower. Um, here. Um, we get to the top. Uh, and there's a light in a dark door. This is just a trap. You just mm-hmm. go to the light door. It just brings you back to the bottom. Got me. <laughs> uh, you get up to the top and we fight our boss here, the shadow keeper, who is just a scorpion. Yep. <laughs> it's a big old, um, big old scorpion, big old claws that'll snip, uh, to shoot a uh, spread beam. Uh, kind of the trick here is just, you just stay off to the side, um, and, uh, attack in an offset. So you don't get hit. The bosses in this game, uh, are good to the degree that, uh, you can avoid taking hits. Yes. They're pattern based. It's not, um, it does not feel like, uh, like a lot of secret of mono bosses to me, uh, into feeling a lot. Like I just have to take some damage. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, these don't feel like that. Like they're generally pretty good. Yes. I think. Yeah. Uh, you take them out and this gives us Australia. Um, we find out that, uh, the animals and children in the, our village have all been revived. Mm hmm. Um, and if you want to, you can do two different, uh, separate optional continents. Yes. Uh, you can get Mu, which is, was in, used in Illusion and Gaia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can also get a Polynesia or Polynese. Uh, there's an eight character limit <laughs> on these things. Yes. Um, I, I never figured out anything to do with both of these. I imagined they were like bonus dungeons or stuff like that. Mm-mm. They're, no? they're just little, uh, you just go there and hang out and vibe. Yeah. Like <laughs> Polynesia is literally, uh, like a guy on a beach and you can take a nap. <laughs> it's just for flavor. Okay. So, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, so regardless and something about this, so this, there, there's a world map in this, uh, things are not always, uh, visible. Sometimes you just walk to a spot and then you warp in, which is a mm. strange decision. Uh, that is yeah. how these are hidden. Uh, when you get back, uh, you go and talk to the elder and he's like, okay, you know, the land's reborn, but life remains dormant. Uh, meet me at the huge hole east of the village. <laughs> you know and, the hole? Uh, if you don't uh, say goodbye to El here, uh, he'll he'll send you back. Oh, weird. To, to do it. It's very funny. <laughs> uh, you try to say goodbye to her and she won't open the door because she doesn't want to say goodbye. She's like, I'll just meet you when you return. I exist only for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to the hole and the elder says this goes to the surface. Uh, you have to go do your quest. And I just want to be like, man, I, I, I just fucking opened a door. What are you <laughs> talking about? Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is, huh. Like, okay. They're surely... I understand that he's manipulating me into doing this thing mm-hmm. for, for, you know, evil purposes, yeah. but surely there was a better way to, do it. why didn't he just tell me like, Hey, you have this great quest, uh huh. you know, <laughs> to go do this thing. It's so weird. Like, like oh, you, you, you open the box, the box is bound to you. You know, the, 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 the box compels you to go upstairs, you know, under the, under the sky. I don't know. Yeah. I, well, it's it's bizarro. Yeah. Uh we jump in and then we fall up into the uh into the sky. Yeah, taking us to chapter 2, The Resurrection of the World.
also kind of superfluous. Not entirely, mm-hmm. but a little bit less interesting than eventually we're going to get. We're, we're dealing with animals primarily here. There are some yes. people toward... Uh, wait, no, 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 there, there, there are no people uh, in, the, no, no, in this, no. in this we chapter. Had to pass out for several, we had to pass out for three years for everyone to grow to yeah. in a... <laughs> Like a horrible, scary, uh, <laughs> fast-forward preg situation. <laughs> oh, man. But we wake up on this barren, desolate land, you know, and Yomi uh, kind of jumps out of the box and says, hey, you know, you just uh, you, you need to go onward. Um, uh, not saying it, but uh, if I was writing this, I would say, all right, nothing is growing here, so you're going to starve to death. We need to make <laughs> We need to make plants now and animals, so go. Yeah. Yeah, there would have been a way to write this to where it made more sense. Like it ends up feeling um, really arbitrary. Yeah. Like where you go a lot of the time in this game. Mm -hmm. It's just forward. Yeah. Just forward. There's a lack of motivation to what you're doing because you're just doing whatever's in front of you. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of like, well, I didn't know I I can't get in here, so I may as well explore this space. And it happens to be the way forward. Yeah. You know, that uh, that part of the scenario design, this is pretty lousy that runs concurrent with the um uh with the flagging problem that kind of lack of yes. motivation leads to some aimlessness as you try and figure out what's going to advance the world state to bring you forward it doesn't feel like it would be that hard to fix either yeah you know like it's not uh there are a lot of words in this game mm-hmm. uh, i just would have used some of them differently yeah to, to take care of that problem but not you know it's it was the style of the time mm-hmm. on the super nintendo people just didn't care about that yeah um, so you go forward, uh, there's a big landmark, this big dead cre- tree. I just go there cause it's there. Uh, and it says, uh, go forward and crawl inside, uh, this tree into a dungeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in Zelda mode. We're in a big tree dungeon. Yeah. Um, this has these, uh, little poison blooms that pop out. These, uh, these monkey, monkey demon guys that kind of jump back and forth and then fish, uh, who sometimes will beach themselves yeah. and flop back and forth before jumping back in the water. It's a Pyrrhic victory on their part. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the uh, shirts I did. Yeah. Um, but this is a big dungeon. Uh, it's pretty mazy. You know, lots of dead ends mm-hmm. here. Uh, one of the dead ends that you reach, uh, you, you it seems like, okay, I can't go forward. I cannot swim. Uh, what you have to do is you have to kill these two fish uh, to make the to make a little like bridge appear. Uh, there are some, some points where this is just the case, where it's like, okay, just kill everything. Uh, yeah. And it's not necessarily outright stated. Yeah. yeah, does not end up making sense. It's yeah. also now that we're no longer underground, our spear no longer heals us. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, like it, it kind of chapter one actually works as kind of a shitty tutorial because all of a sudden we're now engaging with the, the health uh, item consumable yeah. economy in a way you don't have to in the tutorial. Like it kind of explicitly fails to teach you about the rhythms of that. Mm-hmm. It's not a huge deal because the game's not super hard yet, but because of that leveling thing, you will end up in areas where you just do scratch damage and enemies do a lot of damage to you. And it can be a bummer. Yeah. Uh, you know, riding that save state, uh, for stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you, uh, once you save a spirit, uh, and, and you can climb down this vine to this area where the water is clean deeper into the tree. And we can talk to a Lily. Uh, we can talk to plants in this. The Lily thanks us for saving it. And says, hey, grab this nearby plant if you want. This nearby plant doesn't talk. Nope. Um, unlike, <laughs> oh, that guy's that guy's dead. Yeah, that, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't matter. The cops told me he doesn't matter. Uh, you take this plant and you use it as flippers. Uh, this allows you to swim. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So now we can explore some of these uh, places, get to uh, uh, doesn't matter if you're swimming in the clean, the, the clean water further down where, you know, the purification is taking place a la Nausicaa. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you can also swim in the purple water without taking any, taking any damage. Um, this will uh, let you get around to this other uh, freshwater source where we find something called Ra's Dewdrops. Um, this is going to protect you from the poison of Parasite, the dungeon boss. If you tried to go into the boss arena uh, before you got this, then you would be uh, kicked out. Like the 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 poison would have uh, like knocked you out, and you wake up outside yep. outside the gate. If you go in there with having eaten the dewdrops, uh, you can fight uh, this boss fight. Um, it's a room with three little holes on either side of the room and a big hole up top. Uh, the first size, first uh, phase has the centipede in the middle attacking and then little like red guys pop out of the side. They have to hit. Uh, it doesn't matter how much damage you do to them. You just have to hit them to knock them back in. Uh, this causes the uh, phase two where the parasite itself appears. Yeah. The centipede, which jumps between the holes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the centipede jumps between the holes and there's this pink lump uh, with a big eye that you have to hit. Um, but it, it, it's only vulnerable when, uh, the eye is open right before it attacks. So again, just stand at an offset and, uh, do your, uh, do your worst. Yep. Uh, once you do this, uh, we get a voice. This word, this is the elder, mm-hmm. uh, saying like what you've done, but you still have to work, you know, so the world will be green again. We brought back plants, but there's still plenty to do. Right. And that's going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get another one of these kind of very beautiful lyrical cutscenes of, uh, rain making this flower, uh, spout. Uh, the wind is blowing its petals, and then it dies. Uh, it dies, and the spores fly off. The circle yeah. of life stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, presented very simply, uh, just with this uh, this sprite over time going through these uh, little phases. It's neat. Um, mm-hmm. And we go back to the surface. Evergreen is now full of these living plants. Uh, they will speak to you. It's super weird uh, when you come back around this place uh, after you lose the ability to speak to uh, non-human things, and you just inspect one of them. It's just dot 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 dot. dot. That's what happens whenever I talk to plants? Well, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Uh, it's real. It feels very arbitrary that they took away your ability to talk to animals and plants. Yeah. I think keeping that would have been more interesting. Agreed. I understand why they didn't because, you know, text limits and all that jazz. And because they had to jam pack this with a thousand fucking characters. <laughs> um, when you talk to the tree, it gives you the grass pin, which is our healing spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, useful. Like one of the only like very useful spells in the game. Yeah. Um, some of the plants talk about how uh, North America used to be this paradise for birds. Uh, so like, okay, that's forward. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go forward. Yes. You get there. Yeah. Crossing through this little, uh, this small little dungeon, which is barely a dungeon. It's just climbing up a mountain and then coming back down it, uh, in Guyana, mm-hmm. uh, and then getting to Colorado. <laughs> Here's Colorado. Yep. Yeah. Just right above, uh, South America. Yeah. You know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh one of the only places you can go is this mountain that's in uh that, that, that is in the forest here uh called gray cliff um yes. where you get in and uh this is another big dungeon uh you're kind of going through the tunnels and mount uh, the tunnels and caves of this uh, mountain trying to climb to get up to the top um right now by going by climbing up vines there are also walls that are very obviously special eventually we're going to get a thing that lets us climb those yeah for now we're just fighting uh rock golems Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the special birds that throw quills at us. Yeah. Uh, generally, it, it's uh, these rock guys. Uh, sometimes they disguise, them, disguise themselves as pushable rocks. Yep. Uh, and then come to life. They're kind of mimics. Um, partway through the mountain, we get something called the rock spear. Uh, this allows us to shatter large boulders. It's yeah. another Metroidvania item. 
Um, there is a tunnel thing where you can fall down this different shaft, uh, end up in different places. This is a little bit trial and error mm-hmm. uh, to me. Uh, there's a correct way to go, and the other ways either give you minor treasures or nothing. Yeah. Um, bummer. Yep. Um, but uh, uh, a little further up, you uh, clear out this nest of the uh, monster birds. And you get the long claws, which will give you handholds on these mountains, letting you get further up uh, to the very top uh, where you fight the boss of this place. Uh, these two birds called the Dark Twins. Yes. Uh, starting with a green bird who kind of swoops down, shoots quills and throws, uh, blows you around with tornadoes. And then partway through brings out a brown bird uh, who shits. Mm hmm. Uh, and leaves, yeah. uh, leaves little damage spots. Yeah. Leaves a little pile that you might step in. Yeah, like a bird. Uh, this is not a hard fight. No. Um, once we get through this, uh, it says all the monster birds will reign their true forms, but the world is still not reborn. You have lots to do. Yeah. So this is we've we've brought them the birds piece. Yeah. We fixed them. <laughs> and we get a cutscene of this eagle hatching and then flying with all of its fledglings. Um, I was out driving the other day and I saw a rarity. I saw a mama duck leading her little ducklings across the road in a nearby in a nearby neighborhood. Nice. Yeah. God, it's nice, fun nice. living in the country. <laughs> in a, well, I can go to, uh, not to brag too much, uh-huh. but I can go down to a park and see new geese basically once a year. No oh, problem. Nice. Okay. I see little lines of geese everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the park. Mm. It just, uh, I, I was like, man, why, why, like, why are people stopped? This is, this is weird. There's no construction up there. And then I saw, I saw the itty bitty baby ducks walking across. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Glad that uh, nobody decided just to go. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. Had um, to be ostracized from society. <laughs> I need to rear them. Um, Reverse Spider-Man to them. <laughs> so, like, everybody holds them up and peels off their face. Instead of <laughs> putting it back on. <laughs> uh, gross. Uh, got a little... Detassels their, their eyes. <laughs> Um, so after you do this you wake up uh uh, back at the base of this mountain uh this place called sanctuary sanctuary instead of sanctuary 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 sanctuary. the bottom half's a horse (laughs) and the top half the top top half is really virtue signaling I was going to say the top half is a home for birds, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, uh, um, we climb up here and we meet the, the main bird, King Bird. Uh, King Bird's really happy that we freed the birds, but he's like, yeah, we can't really disperse. There's no wind. You had to go wake out the wind, wake up the wind. Uh, go clear out, uh, go to Windvale and return. Yeah. Uh, we talk to these gulls who will take us to Windvale. They're kind of like a little fast travel yeah. uh, zone. Uh, we get some mode seven, you know? And uh, it carries us over there, and we throw stones into this pit, which wakes up the wind. Yeah. A little bit of a superfluous step, but okay. Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't just another big dungeon. Yeah. You know, but also it's it's a weird thing where a lot of, like, just, you do a lot of tasks in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, very tasky. Uh, he also gives you a spell here, the wind pin, which uh, cures status effects, does not is not that useful to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the three birds here will uh, take us to different places. Uh, here are the kind of travel birds. We want to go to Safarium, uh, AKA Africa, <laughs> um, in order to get animals back that are not birds. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, when we land there, the gull is uh, pretty shocked that uh, uh, none of the animals they remember are here. Like they they know like the 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 the, the simple rhinoceros by name. They you know the, the, they they name three of them. Uh-huh. They're like you know John. The sim- it becomes a Dark Souls title <laughs> thing. Like John the simple the idiot rhinoceros. <laughs> the dark, you know the ever brilliant you know gold frog. It, it, it turns into that, but only one of them is important. Mm-hmm. We run into a, a rhino later, but we don't know if it's like Peter the simple rhinoceros. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is strange. Um, but there's no place to go here. The animals are all gone. We need to go to the only dungeon, <laughs> which is Zoo uh, down below. Not Z O O Z U E, which is again another another big another big dungeon. I got fatigued by these by this point. I, I did too. Yeah, I, I certainly. It's weird because both individual elements of this, like both halves, I think are kind of good. Mm-hmm. especially grading on the curve, right? Like I like the dungeons in this because I like controlling this little guy and I like how he moves. Yes. And I like the, the rebuilding the different cultures aspect that happens in chapter three, both of which I would say they're welcome in a big, bad way. Yeah. Um, just get, you know, and the, the separation, the pacing between them gets kind of bad mm-hmm. uh, where you're spending a lot of time just commuting, basically like going back and forth between cities, like trying to get them to develop. And then a lot of time in a dungeon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this early on bit where you're just having a dungeon for, again, chapters one and two, I really feel like you can almost cut or yeah. just turn into one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of a pain. Uh, you cannot get around completely because there is this uh, dried river bed that we can't get through. We need to bring the rains back. Um, so you have to find uh, three souls, which will activate these uh, these rainfall altars, again, in kind of arbitrary flags. Uh, once we do this, plants spread across the land and the dry river fe- beds fill with water so we can swim across them. Yeah. Uh, to get to the second altar, we need to goad one of these big frog enemies into blowing us through a flimsy wall. Um, a soul will give us that little hint. Um saying like, yeah, uh, that wall looks pretty flimsy. Uh, why don't you piss off that frog? Yeah. A hint is really understating <laughs> how all of this stuff works. Uh, the, uh, I laughed out loud later when it's like, buy a flower. It's exactly what you should use for silent women and penguins. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) buy this adventure game object here are the two places where you use it (laughs) keep that in Uh, mind uh i'm 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 saying this weird line so it'll be memorable (laughs) so you will know what item to equip (laughs) it's so many characters are just signs in the like once the the weird the writing starts falling down Uh uh-huh they're just everything is just declarative statements like that well and they and they talk about that in one of the uh, 1995 interviews uh the writer for the game you know talks about like oh yeah and so many uh uh, RPGs, the um, <laughs> the characters are just static. You know, they don't really you know do or say anything. We want to avoid this. Uh, no, no, it's it's still very much. Uh, yeah, st- you, you didn't avoid it. It's it's still very much like, the language of this game because it's the language of games yeah. at the time. Yeah, it's very uh, it's very much of its time. Yeah. Uh, we get there, the water level reaches its maximum level, and we can get to this boss, the Stormkeeper, which pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's this pagan uh, skeleton god. It's worshipped by these people. Yep. In the the background, and then it is summoned. Uh, really out of place for this game. Yeah. <laughs> they bring in the skeleton god who's been keeping the rains away. Yeah. Uh, but pretty badass. <laughs> 
Um, the uh, you know he's got uh, these scythe-like forearms. He'll do some attacks and he'll spew out some green fire. Uh, this is the beginning of bosses doing a thing that I really dislike, or it's the beginning of this game uh, indulging in this, which is a uh, you know, bosses just deciding I'm going to stay away from you. You know, I can just mm-hmm. decide that you are not going to be able to reach me. Um, you know, so and it's not like you're waiting for an attack. Just sometimes he will wander close enough for you to do damage to him. Yeah, take a time out. Yeah, you know, uh, go go hang out for a little while, which you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a bummer. Uh, this also has a second phase. Once you defeat his first form, uh, this is cool and cinematic. I think. Yeah. Uh, he cuts the platform loose, and you fight uh, on this falling platform as it's falling. Yeah. Uh, really cool. Um, after you destroy him, uh, the voice says you've restored mammalian life, uh, and you get this, uh, cut scene of cells dividing yeah. and then beast, uh, prowling the Savannah. So we, we know where that's going. <laughs> uh, and we can go back to Safarium and the animals are all back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, specifically we're told that if you talk to the lions, don't show fear and they'll respect you. You go in there, we talk to this lion, uh, the lions kind of menace us, and then Neo pops out. Yeah. King of the lions and his wife. Yeah. Uh, and they are, uh, you know, they thank you, um, but because you're just going to be a human saying yes uh, during this, and there's nothing else to do, the wife's just like, hey, our son has gone on this uh, trial of courage in the canyon. Can you go bring him back? Yeah. Our son Liam's there's gone. Nothing... Yeah. Yeah, Liam. I got to do it. There's nothing else to do. Nope. This one might as well. Uh, yeah. And it's only, it kind of uh, undercuts a little bit the, the trial of courage. Little. Like Liam does a good job, but also you basically just save him and do this stuff for him for a big part of it. You pretty much clear the way until he decides yeah. to save you uh, when you get in, get in over your head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's cute. I like Liam. Liam's but it, it is a, uh, uh, you know, it, it's a weird culture these lions have. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you go to this, you go to this canyon and you drop down into the depths. Liam is super, uh, super young, you know, a little, little bitty cub, uh, Simba in the first third of the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you walk him through these trials, you know, you push stuff around so he can climb up, you protect him from monsters, you help him navigate a maze. Um, mm-hmm. boy, <laughs> again, feels like I'm nitpicking following stuff in this game. Uh, I, I just, I feel like, yeah. uh, Homer in the desert with the turtle. <laughs> He was kicking it going faster. It's, yeah. it's so slow. <laughs> it, it's not nitpicking. It's the weird quintet thing of all of their games having neat shit that totally makes them worth playing uh-huh. while still being entirely products of their time and just having, you know, problems that 16-bit action RPGs had. Yeah. You know, it's just the water for this shit, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it is it is legitimately a bummer while yeah. in those goat moments make it worth it. Yeah. Uh, he's real charming. He's real cute though. Yeah. Um, after you help him, you eventually get to the boss, the mud doll. <laughs> um, you can't fight the mud doll for some reason. You just dodge him while Liam brings you rocks. The you mud doll, he's, he's up out of, uh, he's up out of reach. So you have to throw yeah. the rocks at him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know the, the physical reason why oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know why, you know, I don't know. It still feels arbitrary to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's to make Liam show his value. Yes. <laughs> uh, he uh, he creates a bridge, uh, but then betrays you and removes the bridge from under you, so you fall down a cliff. Yeah. And we overhear uh, Liam killing the mud doll. Yeah, uh, and then uh, drops down to uh, to check on me. The mud doll has dropped this thing called a starstone. Uh, this mm-hmm. is going to be a MacGuffin later on, uh, but Liam is going to keep it as a souvenir for uh, for for passing his tests. Yes. 
Gaul, the Gaul takes us back to Safarium, and the lions are very happy with us. They open the way forward uh, across the Indus River, and Neo gives you one of his fangs to use as a weapon, which yeah. is very useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, also sounds painful ripping that out just so this uh, little idiot can <laughs> uh, stab somebody better until the next until, until he finds a better one. <laughs> until and, he and, throws it away. Yeah, throws it into a <laughs> bottomless pit into non-existence. <laughs> and constantly getting priceless gifts that are very meaningful to people. <laughs> This is like like this is the subtitle for this game could be like greeting card recycling simulator <laughs> in a weird way like just like here you throw this away uh, do it now or do it when you move but just make sure you do it <laughs> oh man uh, but you cross the river um, you know you 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 could not get across this now before but you know with Leo's um, or yeah. Uh, was no with Neo's decree, Neo. the, yeah. The rhinoceroses, or sorry, the yeah. Wait, I was about to say, I was correct myself, say the hippos because hippos are in water. No, it's rhinoceroses, they form a little bridge for you and then they stay there in perpetuity. It's just a little rhino bridge forever. Um, mm. uh, but this lets you cross over into uh, into Tibet, yes. Uh, going to uh, Eklamara, um, crossing this, uh, this is a, a cold zone. And the enemies will freeze you, uh, but you have to wear this piece of armor that you can buy called the fur coat. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also where they start immediately like hand waving. Like they know they need to have merchants. Yes. About it. But as opposed to having them, you know, be part of the world, it's just every once in a while there's a glowing thing. Yeah. That will sell you stuff. It's like it's little little souls whenever they can't have a person at a store in a town. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just it's just a little save point that mm-hmm. sells you stuff. Yeah. Um, but you got to get that uh, fur coat to get through here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you, you run into uh, new monsters here, these like saber tooth dog things, uh, these ice crystal guys that have uh, little options that spin around, and these imps that uh, hit you with uh, confusion yeah. as a status. Boy, I don't like that. It's now confusion sucks. Yeah. Confusion scrambles up your movement controls. Uh, not randomly, like it does a rotation. So you've got to like figure out which way to hold the uh, controller where up is going to be up. Yep. Yeah. And then just wait for it to wear off. Yeah. And then you it know. cycles, you know, every once in a while it's like yeah. change places and then rotate. Yeah. Yeah. Blah. Blah. Um, but, uh, there's a cave down here with an ice slide, uh, that you need to, uh, like go down to pick up speed to break through a wall. Uh, this gets you a plant, uh, that says, Hey, if you take, if you take me and put me in a hot spring, I will, uh, cure some wounds. Uh, this is a load bearing plant. Cause you gotta, you, you gotta make a Yeti friend. Uh, there's a Yeti yes. and a hot spring. You, you, you throw this into the stew, you throw this leaf into the stew, his wounds get better. So he decides I'm going to help you. He, yeah. He throws me across a lake. <laughs> Wait, he, set, he sets up his little buddy across the lake to uh, toss you back if you need to. Yep. <laughs> he puts in a good word. <laughs> yeah <laughs> when you uh when you get over here um an avalanche starts and this sweeps you underground into a cave uh, where you're trapped uh here is you know again you think it's been priming us with like no less than six pretty boring dungeons uh-huh with no no interesting people or incident really in them <laughs> you know and then to have throw a goat moment at us the titular the the trope namer here yep. uh you wake up and this mountain goat wakes you up uh, and she's next to her husband who died in the avalanche. Uh, you know, she's like, oh, it's too, too late to mourn. Um, the night's coming, you know, we need to huddle together for warmth. Yeah. Um, and she's just really solid mm-hmm. like, and practical. 
Yeah. She's just seeing you know, this is just the way this is just the way it is. And you're asking her questions and she responds, you know, of course I'm not, you know, and like there, there, there's no time to be sad. Um, and yeah. you wake up to her trying to break through this cave wall for you, trying to get trying to get both of you out, but uh, slamming and slamming into it. Uh, she'll ask you, hey, do you do you want breakfast? You like a slice a husband. Yeah. And then she yeah. walks over to the husband's body. Um, yeah. you know, and Ark is like, what are you doing? And she says, no, I, I, I need to, I need to eat the husband because if, if, if I die, then there won't be more goats, you know, just yeah. the, it's, it's not phrased like, oh, that's what he wants. But like, this is just the, this is just the fact of things, you know, so we need, we need to survive. Um, you know, this is, this is, this is just the way that it's going to go. Uh, and Ark can't bring himself to do it. She's like a Brazilian soccer team. <laughs> she needed, you, you, you need to stay at yeah. animate. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. If we, if we don't do this, there won't be more soccer players. So <laughs> we have to stay alive. Yeah. But like, you know, it's just like we are anthropomorphizing this just because the goat can talk. Uh, but, uh, yeah. you know, just there, there is not the human sentimentality attached to this. Um, which is just it, like, man, this, this, this hit me. She finishes yeah, breaking through, she finishes breaking through the wall only to find that it's, there's not a pathway up, uh, through here. There is just a sheer wall, which you with your claws can climb, but she cannot, yeah. you know, and uh, she says, she, she says, go ahead. I'll find another way out. Uh, yeah. She doesn't. No, she says, I'll there's get nothing... out. She says, I'll get out one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which 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 does happen. Yeah, uh, there's nothing to send you back here, but you can go back and revisit and find two dead goats. Yes. Uh, so <sighs> did not work for her. It's yeah, real, just it, a real it, bummer. Like I just, I was like, oh, this little play about grief uh, embedded here. I was like, I give completely incongruous and probably the most memorable thing about the game to me. <laughs> it's the kind of thing where if you saw it. I, or I felt like if I saw this as a teen, like it would have been, it would have engendered the goodwill. Yeah. Uh, that, that I feel like it, it meant to, for me now, like I like this moment a lot. Mm -hmm. It is mostly interesting because it's grading on this curve yeah. of the medium it's in. Yeah. You know, it's not like, I, I don't think that this is, you know, I'm not going to go to TV tropes and talk about how I bawled my eyes out. No, no, I'm not doing that goat, either. You know, yeah. like. There, there are actual problems. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there are people uh, <laughs> in real life who, who, who are hurt. Like I, this, this little cartoon goat from 25 years ago didn't do too much to it for me. Mm -hmm. I just liked it because it was from 25 years ago on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. And it was just a little quiet moment. You know, uh, it's not about saving the world. It's not about, you know, uh, large, huge creation mm -hmm. kind of things. It's just, it's just a little moment. Yeah. It's nice. It's very good. Um, you know, and very surprising. Yeah. Comes out of nowhere. Yep. Uh, once you get out, uh, the avalanche is filled at this lake so we can get up to the summit. We can fight the boss, Dark Morph. Uh, Dark Morph has three forms. Uh, a Yeti, who does this little thing where it puts these ice crystals on the ground and then uses a blizzard to blow you around. So run into them. Uh, it's, you just can't be hurt or he can't be hurt during this. Mm -hmm. Uh, mildly irritating but once he comes down and you fight him he eventually turns into the wizard from underground uh and you have to re reflect his shots back at him just yeah. like agahim from uh zelda mm -hmm. and then eventually a dark humanoid 
which when you hit him, he turns into bats that can't be hurt. And then you have to wait for him to reform to hit him again. Yeah. I think this is kind of an irritating boss fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, not yeah. hard, just not very fun. Yeah. And also, what is this? Why am I killing it? Yeah. You yeah. know what a dark morph is. <laughs> um, when you finish it, you get a voice saying, like, thank you for resurrecting the humans. Keep working. Uh, and we get this little cutscene of us face down in front of this wall of hieroglyphics. Uh, he fades out. A plant appears. A beast eats the plant. A bird eats the beast. The bird uh, kills the beast, has a chick. A hooball kills the birds. Then Art kills the hooball and then dies again. The idea of, again, the cycle of life and that you are a hero who's upsetting this thing that is not natural. Yeah. Um, you know, the, there's a cycle of life and then hue balls come and ruin it, but you're there to protect the hue balls. This is positioning you as this protector God. Yes. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Neat scene. Lyrical. Um, I, that was a good word that she used to describe the previous one with the plant. All of, all of them are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all of these little, little bits are batting again, batting way above their weight class. Yeah. So this starts chapter three, which is the bulk of the game. Uh, this is mm-hmm. the resurrection of the genius. Uh, this genius, not good. Uh, we're not doing no. not doing great things here. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, there's lots of geniuses it refers to. Oh, true. Such as Columbus and the guy who invented the hamburger. <laughs> the so guy who the, co- yeah. the guy who co-invented the hamburger. <laughs> yeah, the guy who co-discovered America. <laughs> Uh, is what we're dealing with here. Yeah, the the portrayal of Columbus in this is very funny to me. It, 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 yeah, no, I was I, I I giggled at some of the stuff he said. Could not age worse. Nope. Uh, just in showing you know where we are in 1995 versus mm-hmm. where we are now in that man. In terms of that man. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. main thing about him is how good he is at navigation. Yeah, and how eventually he, uh, uh, like, th- th- at a certain point, he says that as he as he traveled the world, he uh, decided that uh, you know all people were equal. <laughs> it's, it's like you know, it, it's one of those things. Like, okay, in time, uh, people should people should have gotten better. You know, should should have been a little bit more canny about what the the the, the man's monsterism. Also, I don't mm-hmm. want to hold it against a Japanese developer for. Uh, you know, falling for the comic book version of, you know, Western history like we've got. I've got no idea what oh, sure. the, uh, what, you know, what, what the state of the art on their American history, you know, was. but well, in really, context, looking back, it is very funny. The other thing that happens in context is you, one of the reasons why this didn't come out in America is because it was uh, co-written by the 1776 report. <laughs> the same people behind that. Yeah. Uh, and it's real weird that when you get to Quintet's office, it's mostly about uh, CRT mm-hmm. and how they shouldn't teach it. <laughs> so, it's yeah. Very forward looking in how retrograde it was. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. It's a uh, so resurrection of the genius. Uh, we wake up it, the the space between these chapters. I don't <sighs> think is particularly like what's happening. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, it's I don't been three years, but now there are civilizations and stuff. I don't. Is the I mean the I imagine it's like a biblical, time right? Stretch thing, you know, like it's uh, who knows how long a day was back then. 
we, you know, we can, we can make this literal truth somehow. <laughs> we, um, we're operating on what is literally a geographic time scale in this game. When later you mm-hmm. return to Krista, you talk to somebody who says, Oh, Ark, how many years has it been? And I don't, I can't answer that question because nothing has provided. Why are we all still alive? Yeah. How am I At still alive? At least three, but who knows how many? At least three. Uh, but yeah, you've been in an Odin sleep. You've been in, you've been in a coma here. Um, in this mm-hmm. village, uh, this kind of mountainside, uh, kind of step village of Lahasa, uh, this woman, you know, wakes you up saying like, oh gosh, I'm shocked that you're still alive. Um, and rushes to speak to the local Lord Kumari. Yes. Uh, who is very clearly, uh, God. Yeah. In this world. Uh, Kumari is our, is our weird. We never meet a light Gaia. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure this is light Gaia. Yeah. Um, we run into Kumari and Kumari says, listen, you can no longer talk to animals and plants. First off, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get that clear oh, well, right away. <laughs> yeah, who, who told you? Uh, he gives you a bone pin so you can summon him. There are summon spells in this game, which is really weird. Uh, uh, but but we're, like weirdly, the bone pin is the teleport. Um, yeah, th- that's not what this one is. There there are little summony guys yeah, yeah. you can do. Mm-hmm. But the... Uh, yeah, this is the teleport, which is very useful. He'll summon, he'll bring you around. I yeah. got confused with uh, with another one, I think. Just he he he, he appear like just you use this and then gigantic hands envelop you. Yeah, God's yeah. hands. Oh, uh, you know, I might be just... thinking of something different now than thinking. I might be because uh, I did. I really didn't fuck around with magic in this, yeah, and I read right. the game fact to like learn about stuff I I missed. I might be getting this confused. Yeah, with the summons. Mm-hmm. Are there just, summons later? Did you run into a summon? No, no, I didn't I, run into summons. I, I, like the, yeah. the the idea Unless with somebody these, at me, I might be mistaken. The idea is well, the the idea with these pins is like the graphic that you see represents like who gave it to you. You know, so when you yeah. use the grass one, you see the you know the raw tree, you see the world tree there, uh, kind of show up. Maybe that's uh, what it's what what it's talking about. Um, you know, and when you use the bone pin, uh, you're in the Jack and Diane video. What with the big hands yeah. clapping? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ding. Uh, so we have this, we have the teleport, which is very useful. Uh, go outside and we talk to this other guy, Miho, uh, finds out his, uh, his, his niece, I think. That's granddaughter. Uh, yeah. Granddaughter. He later refers to her as a niece, I believe. That could be might the be translation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, named Milan, uh, won't, uh, leave the ruins of this town of Lauren, which was destroyed by the war. Her parents die there and she's an illusionist. Yeah. Uh, this is going to create this weird unrequited love arc. Yeah. <laughs> tiny little illusionist that I do not really know what purpose this serves. Yeah. Where, uh, Ar- where, where arc is like, no, I'm not going to fall in love with a little girl. And she uh, basically commits cosmic treason because she is angry yeah. at you. <laughs> Are you sure? And then I think the idea is that she has this, uh, this arc, you know, that she eventually becomes good, but it's just through, like you turning the other cheek. Yeah. No, she, I mean, she, you, she, she doesn't have an arc. That's why she gets angry. Well, she eventually joins but, the good side. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm you know? the arc is oh, the main oh, character's I, name. I see that kind of arc. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was so wrapped around the axle trying to figure out, uh, <laughs> yeah. Milan's arc. Uh, she just turns good. And then mm-hmm. the same thing happens with another dastard. Yeah. With Royd or whatever. There's this weird thing where characters, change but it's unmotivated and it yeah. doesn't have anything to do with you really other than you just they just stay in the course they just look the, the character looks into the camera and says i've decided to be good now yep it's uh it's pretty it's pretty shallow uh that stuff like uh, i don't like how characters change or do not change in this game very much yeah 
Um, um, but we venture we into, to yeah, we go, we go up to, uh, the Gobi desert, um, here and we see that it is engulfed in the sandstorm. Uh, there's a young girl who runs away. We have to follow her, uh, and she'll eventually kind of run us to this town that's in the middle of the, uh, the sandstorm. And despite, um, what, uh, what Mayho, uh, told us, this is not a dead town. Um, it is mm-hmm. apparently fully alive. There are people walking around and stuff. Uh, this is one of Malin's illusions. Yeah, something's up. Yeah. Um, we find Malin's mom at the house, and Malin tries to kick us out. You know, mm-hmm. this town isn't meant for you. You have to leave. Uh, we sleep at the end for lack of anything better to do, and Yomi wakes us up and says, hey, uh, take a look. The town is now its destroyed version. It's full of undeads. Yeah. Uh, we go to Malin's room. She's not there. Uh, we find her scarf. And Ark and Yomi remember that Malin has a dog named Turbo who might be able to track her scent. Yeah. Uh, so we end up in a big uh, dungeon mm-hmm. here. Uh, kind of a pain in the ass. Lots of time wasty yeah. mechanics here. A lot of, um, uh, like, the, the, the main way to go forward is to crawl under stuff. Um, and mm-hmm. there's very little visual, uh, indication that something is, uh, something you can crawl under a lot of crawling through fireplaces. Um, also for like, I was super stuck before I realized, okay, well those tables are in scenery. You can actually push them. Um, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, so we, we head through there. Uh, there are these, uh, these ghosts that will abduct you and bring you back to the beginning of a stage, which never, never my favorite uh, no. punishment. Uh, you get curse. Uh, as a status effect here, which is a bummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you eventually run into Turbo in the cemetery. When you give him the scarf, uh, he'll head for Milan. You follow him, and she's upset because she's lonely. Yeah, you know, you broke her illusion. She was basically Wanda visioning herself, mm-hmm. and we fucked it up. Yes, um, and then uh, the spirits of her parents show up and speak to her, saying, "Hey, you don't be sad about our deaths because we're just going to reincarnate. You know, we didn't leave; we just moved on." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that this kind of fixes her a little bit. She leaves the building. Uh, Miho is outside. Um, the monsters are all gone. And he says, Hey, when you reach this Western continent, um, to get there, you have to go through this endless desert in the West. Uh, the, uh, the nearby nomads will give you a route to follow yeah. to get through there. Yeah. Um, there's this weird sub theme of nomads who you can talk to mm-hmm. when you talk to them. A lot of times their dialogue is like weirdly like borderline offensive for nomadic people like all we do is party and drink yeah we're we're, like, we're, so, like, we're so carefree next time you come here we may be gone it's yeah. like, <laughs> like we, we just go wherever the wind blows us we don't care if we live or die yeah and then uh, and then it's like again 2022 eyes man why were these people who just didn't have a home who yeah. lived on the road it kind of seems like a lot of people settle down in homes, huh? <laughs> it's, it's the equivalent of when you get to the uh, now classic mid-90s JRPG crunch uh-huh. uh, Easter egg where the developers <laughs> beg to die. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you get to run into them, like, yeah. just like finding in every single 16-bit uh, Japanese game the parts where the developers talk about how they miss their wives. Yeah. it's such a fun uh such a fun little easter egg the developers put them in it's all cries for help (laughs) it's all and and this is just cries for help from these guys i don't care that we don't have a roof i love to sleep under the stars (laughs) uh boy i love not having a place for my kids to live yep who even (laughs) wants kids we just want to dance by a fire (laughs) 
Oh man, yeah. that that is that is very funny. Uh, but these nomads uh, will uh, will tell you uh, the, the 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 particular rocks that you need to walk by uh, in order to get yeah. uh, over into uh, into Europe uh, to this version of uh, this version of France, uh, which is Loire. Yes, you head through these uh, the the Balkans here and reach this town. Uh, this is a weird political zone. Yeah, uh, we're going to deal with an election here. Uh, we meet one of the candidates right away, this drunkard named Lewis, uh, and he's uh, a dastard. He yeah. got up to a bunch of nonsense. He used to serve the king, uh, and then someone from Spain gave him something called the Protect Bell. Uh, he gave that to the king, uh, and the king used it to get through this cursed forest to destroy a village. History has come alive. <laughs> uh, the uh, and he regrets his actions. Uh, yes, everything in this area is kind of living in the shadow of this tragedy. Yes. Yeah. The destruction of this village, the sacking of this village by this king. Um, when you go to the inn, the owner forces you, forces some wine into your hand and then just like pulls the lady out from behind the, uh, behind the counter and has her dance for you. Says, Oh yes, this is our luxury package. Please pay me 1 million gems. Yep. It's very funny. (laughs) I do not have it. Yeah. Uh, we meet lady Fida. She shows up and kind of scares the innkeeper into not extorting us. Yeah. Uh, here and she's like, "Hey, uh, you know, I, I think I recognize you. Um, if you're going to be the princess's groom, you should show up tomorrow. That's when the contest is. Yeah, uh, there is a contest. Uh, get my the classic. Get my daughter to speak. Get to marry daughter. <laughs> yeah, unravel um, my daughter's trauma so I can figure yeah. out where her treasure is buried. <laughs> I, I will find the finest therapist in Europe." <laughs> And make him my son. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you go over to you. You go over to Germany land and find a find a bespectacled man named Frude. Fraud. Yeah, yeah. Kind <laughs> of like, um, and and, and, so, le- and lest anybody think that we're just like being like fun jokes here. There's a guy who shows up in every town. He's this wandering economist named Keynes, uh, who yeah, uh, rate who rate, <laughs> who rates the village's economic growth potential. Keen's pissed me off so much. Uh, 2022 eyes do no favors to this game. No. Because not only are you just like, oh, poor nomads and stuff, but it's so uh, free market. It's it's very liberal. A, yeah. Yeah. It, it's an extremely <laughs> capitalist game where you just like uh, Keen's is just constantly like this. This area is stagnant mm-hmm. unless free trade can can bloom between countries. <laughs> uh, nothing good will happen. It's like, the, you know? yeah, the, and, the, this, and it's the, this is a this is a happy village, but the people lack purpose. Maybe if we brought industry to it. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of that. It's really <laughs> weird. Uh, it's. It's very savory. <laughs> um, this is a, this is part of chapter three in general, and I find it a little irritating that uh, in every town there are a series of kind of like quest steps yeah. that you'll run into. You'll run into them in any order. So like when you first get here, you talk to this alchemist. We're going to end up using the alchemist for something silly. You know, he, he's looking for mushrooms for sleeping potions. We can give that to him now, but we can't use it until we have a purpose for it. Right. It ends up, uh, it, it's all part of that flagging thing we were talking about, but it, it kind of ends up feeling like an adventure game with not enough, like the, these don't qualify as puzzles. No. They're just go from A to B and then from B to C and then C to D. Mm-hmm. And, but and only when we tell all you. Those, yeah. Yes. It's like, it's like you enter the town and there all the letters are just in a pile on the floor mm-hmm. and you have to wait for it to tell you when to pick each letter up. Yes. You know, in, in order, there's no question as to what order you'll do until the very end. Sometimes you make a choice, but again, there's a right choice. Mm-hmm. It's not really an expressive thing. No, no. 
Um, so. so we we go to meet the princess. You know, all these other potential grooms are waiting off to the side, uh, including this uh, uh, jerk named Royd. Um, and we are shocked to see that the princess, um, outside of her hair color is identical to L our underworld girl, girlfriend. Uh, her yes. name is even princess L. Um, uh, but RL has purple hair. This L has red hair. Yes. Uh, the butler here says, Hey, princess is mute. Anyone who can cure this gets to win her, her hand. Uh, we wander around the castle and we learn that the princess is from this village of Storkholm. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this place that the king had destroyed. Um, and that's what the protect bell gets you there. Yeah. Um, so we had to, you know, we, we don't have anything we can do here. Like again, you just go forward because you can go forward. Like we yeah. can't, there's no like cool courtroom scene. We're not trying to like win the princess's hand. We just go up and go, isn't it weird that you're L? Yeah. Um, so we end up going North, uh, this area of Scandinavia and there's a cabin, uh, this guy named Molly who bo- mostly talks about the forests next to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, you know, the forest to the West is the haunted forest you need the protect bell for, but the forest to the East is the mushroom forest. Right. Uh, you go there and you get, get a mushroom. And when you go to the chemist, you bring it back to the chemist. He's like, this is a sleeping potion that's strong enough to knock out the entire castle. If mm-hmm. it were put into a pot, <laughs> they're just signs. Tell it's, this game contains a walkthrough and it's all of the NPCs in the game. Yeah. It's really weird. And it's not optional. They just say it when you get the, when you get the doodad that you need to rub yeah. up against something. Yeah. If you keep talking to him, he's literally just like, Hmm, if only there were a pot for this to be in, like it's, <laughs> it's powerfully treating me like an idiot. And I understand it's because it's a game made for kids. Yes. And because it's a game made for kids, that's why the goat moments stand out. Mm-hmm. You know, I get that, but it does end up just feeling real silly. Yeah. So it's like, all right, we need the, we need the protect bell. So we need to put the entire castle to sleep. So you go and poison um, the food uh, by yes. using this on the uh, on the pot in the kitchen. Uh, a, a completely original idea that sprung to our uh, head, fully formed. Um, uh, this lets you release a thief in the dungeon. This kind of Robin Hood figure that you've heard about, who says. Yeah, white wind. Um, and he and he says, uh, like, oh, the king's treasury is behind a statue in his in his quarters. I like getting to the king's quarters. The guard is that blocks the way is is asleep. So you have to figure, okay, well, I'm just going to push him in his heavy armor like he was a big stone. You He's know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah. Uh, but um, this gets you the protect bell in his uh, in in his little armory there. Yeah. It, this just made this specific little part of this quest line just made me yearn for immersive sim quest design. Yeah. Cause it was like, you, you put the, put the treasure there and then just give me a bunch of different ways to, to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's putting the whole village asleep could be one way, Yeah, you know, but maybe you could sneak in or maybe you could distract the person like that just is stronger. I think yeah. it ends up feeling less like you're just following a walkthrough, even when you're just playing the game free yeah. freehand. Even if there's just another um, option, like, you know, there's an easy way or there's a hard way. You know, yeah, yeah. I would, I would have much preferred that. No, it's kind of a pain, and the 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 game is going to be on those rails. Yes, for most of it, with some some minor exceptions, which we'll call out. Mm-hmm. Um, once we have this, we can go into those woods. Uh, the way the protect bell works is it doesn't protect you from like a poison or anything. It's a lost woods. Uh, it rings out when you're going to the right uh, exit, mm-hmm. so it allows you to navigate the maze. Uh, you eventually get to this bridge to Storkholm, but the bridge is out, uh, so we cannot continue. We have to find another way. Yeah. around 
Um, so it's a little uh, little dungeonlet to get there. Yeah, uh, it's pretty simple. I really nothing that I took a note about on this. At a certain point, you hear a scream behind you. Uh, you go back, and there's somebody just covered in bats. And you have to <laughs> oh god <laughs> this ain't good no <laughs> call this a doctor gonna cost me <laughs> uh, <laughs> please yeah please yeah <laughs> Car- carpeted by bats <laughs> in the worst yeah. day possible uh, mm. observed by cube uh, yeah. but, but uh <laughs> but it's Malin covered in bats. You scare them off. Uh, she's following you. Uh, basically, it's like a, it's like lost puppy uh, kind of thing, right? Yeah, she's she loves you. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you get uh, to this village, um, this village is identical to the village you grew up in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the dialogue around here it's before all the water drained out of the dialogue pool. So there's like stuff that is you know they're just like oh, that's that's you know that's pretty normal. That's rural villages. You know, like, yeah. no, no, it's exactly like. You know, you actually uh, sell it. You saw it, uh, Yomi. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. The uh, these wolves uh, surround you, and you have a dog whistle that you found uh, in the forest. You can use that to disperse them. If you move, they'll tackle you and make you restart. Yeah. Um, and when you get to the elder's house, or where it would be in here, you find a portrait of Princess L's family. Uh, Milan says, "Hey, remember, I'm an illusionist. I can make those people appear to her. Maybe that'll fix her. Yeah, maybe but just make we- sure when you do, don't marry her." <laughs> right just to throwing that in you know yeah uh the, the, those are my conditions you don't marry her i just no that'll fix her let's just re-traumatize her here we go yeah gotta send her parents back that works yeah uh it's also very frustrating because we found at this point um the thing the 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 flower that's for sale that they say will wake up somebody who doesn't talk yes. or a penguin uh there's two people who don't talk mm-hmm the flower doesn't do anything to this this character. To the important talk. one, yeah, yeah. It's it's an irritating thing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but we take Malin uh, to the uh, to the throne room, uh, and the king and Al are taken into this illusion. Uh, you know, it is not Malin like crafting all of this. Most of it is like drawn out from their heart. This is an important thing. Uh, but we see Al's parents appear to her uh, and say, uh, "You know, the king killed killed us." Um, and they beg to hear, uh, to hear her voice again. Uh, and she responds as anybody ought to, which is screams. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Ghosts. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, very scary. The king kicks you out at this point for doing this. Yeah. Uh, overnight, uh, the elder appears for, uh, appears to us and says, listen, for humanity, uh, you know, to leave its infancy, you need to resurrect uh, these geniuses. There are geniuses who are better than regular people. Bring them back. <laughs> yeah, we need <laughs> we need great men. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, subscribe to my YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we need to venture to the south and help this uh, genius uh, down there. Uh, so we wake up. Uh, the innkeeper says, "You know, be careful. The king has died." Um, this is so funny uh-huh. how everyone reacts to this. Like this very kid version of this chaos. We're like, Hey, no taxes. <laughs> Who cares? Or somebody will be like, that ain't good. I wonder what this kid, this can't be good. But then there's nothing happens. Our teacher's dead. Hooray. It's <laughs> very, our teacher's dead. Um, you know, well, taxes don't do anything. It's just good that they're gone. Um, yeah. Uh, and, uh, the, the, this is the, the, this is just extremely politically incoherent, uh, as, as what you get dude. here. Uh, I, I love it so much. 
it's very funny. It's so you go there. There's two people. Uh, it, it's also if this is the, I know this is supposed to be France. Uh-huh. It'd be very funny if this was in Quintet's version of America. Uh huh. Like as these two characters, uh, they're like, okay, let's do a democracy. Uh-huh. Uh, Everybody, you know, who wants to, anybody who's here as a witness can vote, mm-hmm. and anybody who wants to can be a candidate. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's two people. There's Gene and Lewis. Uh, Lewis, we've met. Sorry, and Gene, 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 Gene well. and not Gene. Yeah, Gene, yeah, Gene, not Gene. Uh, Gene wants. Sorry. Uh, it's France, so it's Jean. <laughs> not Jean. Uh, wants this this kind of uh, idea of this liberal order. Uh, taxes will fund the development of the town. Uh, and basically it's using like kind of liberal capitalism. Yeah. And then Lewis, who is a communist, he's like, people should share everything equally and their, uh, people should seek fulfillment outside of money. Right. Uh, and everyone's like, those both sound great to me. I just hope everyone has a good time. <laughs> yeah. And you, you go and you talk to the economist and he says, if, you know, for this place to, uh, to thrive, we need to stick with the status quo. Gene needs to win. Mm-hmm. Lewis is a conservative. And if he wins, the town won't change. And like the, the king who is collect- the, the monarch just died. Yeah. Like, what do you mean the town won't change, you weirdo? Yeah, he, and he, he, he calls Jean a progressive, which under certain, uh, you know, like, maybe there's a certain amount of, like, social democracy to it. Like, there are, like, taxes therefore exist. But in no world is what uh, Lewis is is calling for Advocating conservative. For a conservative position. Yeah. It's very bizarre. Uh, and then uh, whoever wins will just win by your vote, uh-huh. you know, because you're Forrest Gump in this and you want to uh the winner will bring their opponent into the administration because they just want everyone to have a good time yep it's very sweet they spend most of their speech talking about how the other one is good yeah it's like two democratic parties <laughs> and, um, and if you talk so if, if if jean wins because that's the correct answer for this you can talk to lewis and he'll say oh my god i'm so relieved i don't think i would have done a very good job <laughs> <laughs> like when they give their speeches and they're both making their case lewis's whole thing is that he really like loves the country and loves the people in it Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, they're not, it's not presented coherently at all. No. <laughs> and Gene is the correct choice. Yeah. Who brings the town drunk on as a, uh, as an advisor, <laughs> the advisor of keeping it real. <laughs> uh, <laughs> first secretary of keeping it real. Uh, there's a really funny moment when you, uh, when you vote for Gene, when you talk to the people who are watching, one of them's like, oh man, if Lewis had won, he would have got even more sober. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the power will fix his soul you know the the, the, the yeah. gravity of the situation will uh well you know it will make him presidential right yeah it's the reason why we should make gary Busey president <laughs> you know it just really clean up his act like, like a, a man will rise to the responsibility you put in front of him yeah you know? <laughs> Gary Busey, whose only skill since all those motorcycles, uh, motorcycle accidents is being tackled by cops. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's real good at it. Yeah. You know, and he like tackled by voters, <laughs> you know, tackled by freedom. Oh, um, man. Yeah, it's a uh, it, it's real silly. It's very funny. Yeah. Which um, is uh, what this this is introducing <laughs> is the way these civilizations move into phases. 
Yes. Uh, the quest of this chapter, in addition to resurrecting the main genius, is going to these different lands and advancing their civilizations by phases. Mm-hmm. Ordinarily, in a video game, like the semiotics of video games teach me that doing this is going to give me huge mechanical rewards. In this game, they, every once in a while, you will get an extra item. Yes. But mostly you do this for the love of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, generally, you're just doing this because it's for, like you're doing a little low conflict adventure game at the side on the side of the action RPG mm-hmm. you're doing, which yeah. I only, you know, I don't think that's a fatal flaw or anything. The only reason why I bring it up is because it's so contrary to quintet steez. Yes. Like quintet to me, the most important thing about their niche that they've uh, carved out as an action RPG people is tying your dungeoneering and your city phase together. Yes. Um, they're not, they don't talk to each other very well in this game. No. Like they're they're not very related. No, uh, really, you are just trying to get Keens to say a bigger percentage as you advance these things. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we hit, we head south to Spain, uh, not for any particular reason. We don't have anywhere to go. The, we this just pl- looking for geniuses. This place was blocked to us before because of decree of the king, but because the king is dead as fuck under mysterious circumstances, and we have installed a democracy, now the roads work again. Yeah, the, the 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 guard at the toll gate literally says, "Who even cares about taxes? The king is dead." And you just continue. <laughs> uh, so we're we're looking for geniuses. Um, we, there's a this we go to uh, this town called Litz. It's trying to get its uh, industry off the ground here. And uh, when we're in Litz, we're talking to people. They're talking about this nearby castle. Uh, the queen went insane here after her kids died. It is a haunted castle. Yes. Uh, so we got to go on haunt that castle, uh, which has acid fountains and stuff all around it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's got an acid moat. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, this is a gigantic dungeon. Uh, and there's an awful yes. lot of back and forth. All of this is uh, in service of in the main hall. There are these four portraits, uh, you know, creepy portraits where the eyes are missing. We need to find the gems um, that are hidden throughout the castle uh, to socket into those uh, to unhaunt the castle. I don't know if I, I can't remember if I told you this, uh, you know, defunct land, right? Yeah. Uh, YouTube channel about uh, like uh, amusement parks. Did you watch their uh, video on the Garfield Dark Ride? <laughs> no. So, so Dark Ride sounds rad. It really means a tunnel of love. Right. Those are those are uh, known as Dark dark Rides. Um, they, uh, in the Garfield one, the first one they made, eventually the paint faded in a very specific way that just made their eyes turn black. Oh, no. These, these cardboard cutouts of Garfield characters. By which I mean, and oh, they yes. And footage of it. It's great. <laughs> it's real scary. Um, that's what I was thinking of with these guys. Yeah. Um, but you, you, you do a lot of this, uh, just Terra Enigma ass dungeoneering. Yeah. Here. Um, animate armors, spiders, you know, exploding skeletons, red skeletons, which come back. It's spooky skeleton Castlevania land. Mm-hmm. The dungeon is too big. Yes. Um, so. Yeah, there's lots of stuff, and you're also flipping switches uh, to make other parts of it, uh, like whole wings of the castle, uh, explorable, uh, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we can go to the throne room before we get started on this. The uh, the queen will beg you, saying, like, oh, you bring my kids back. Wrong kid died. 
yeah. and then she summons some skeletons uh, to to fight us. It's not 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 too big, uh, but their souls, uh, you know, their little uh, moats that they, that they leave behind, say like, oh, the year of the kid's death is a, is an important number to the queen. Uh, that's a combination yeah. for a lock that we're going to find later on. We can you know get the year uh, um, uh, from uh, the people in the town. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, there's a chapel where a soul will ask to come with us. We have to say yes. There's lots of, uh, but thou must in this game. Yeah. Uh, when it comes with you, it finds its body, which is in an armor and turns into an armor. And when you kill it, a bridge arbitrarily extends. Yes. Just nonsense. Um, in the kitchen, uh, you find the black opal in the oven. It's one of our gems. Uh, climb to the top of the tower there and Yomi uh, pushes you off so you can jump across the tower tops Mm -hmm. and reach a topaz and a dragon statue. And then you drain the acid in the sewers, which allows you to grab a sapphire from the fountain down there. Yeah. Um, And the final one is a ruby. You have to uh, enter a combination um, up, up up at the uh, top of the castle uh, where the chandeliers are in order to lower them. So you can jump across uh, to get the ruby. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, when you get to this, uh, you, you put in that combination and everything, get the Ruby. Once we have this, uh, we can go into the main hall or the chandelier drops, creating a hole in the floor, which we can drop down in the dungeon. Uh, four dolls rotate around you mm-hmm. reciting a poem. Do you know the story behind this? No, not at all. Oh, it, this is, this is real silly. Um, so the, the poem that they're saying is a nursery rhyme, uh, in Japanese. Okay. And they just directly translated it. Um, a Japanese audience would know the end of the nursery rhyme and would be able to uh, attack which one. The one you attack is not the north one. It's the one that's behind you when the music stops. Oh, huh. Um, which, if you knew the nursery rhyme, you would know that in advance. Huh. Uh, the way it is here, it doesn't rhyme, and you just had to wait for them to say which one did fight. <laughs> uh, or trial and error. It's, it's a bad... Um, a real uh, wonderful little unit of like describing the difference between translation and localization. Oh yeah. That's very illustrative. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like this, this is translated, but there was no effort to localize it. Yes. And, and not taking all. any account into like people, people would not know this. They would not be able to, you know, to finish this. And because the rhyme doesn't work, we would not be able to intuit uh, yep. what, what it might be. So here, this thing that like uh, would be a clever puzzle, um, ends up being uh, just kind of random chance bullshit. It might as well be that earlier one, the uh, the fake the fake wizard battle, where it was a uh, you know just a coin flip, uh, whether yeah. the one was it's, real. It's exactly. Yeah. It's it's all under that uh, umbrella of bad flagging Ugh. stuff. You know, it just um, yeah, not not localized. Kind of a bummer. No. Um, we then do some squid game red light green light mm-hmm. uh, to get to the end here, and this takes us uh, to this main dungeon room where we fight a boss. Uh, Bloody Mary, this is the infamous boss for this game. Yeah. Um, the reason being is that, uh, she takes very low damage from, from things. Uh, you want to use magic yeah. on her. Uh, and it's the first time you've likely used offensive magic since you like tried it and went, Oh, that's not that good. <laughs> yeah. And then like put it away. It's like, Oh, this is, this, um, this, this sucks. This flame is not, I, I just stand here and like, kind of just steer it left or right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, you want to use lightning on her. Yeah. Uh, and that will take her out. Otherwise it takes forever. Yeah. You're just doing scratch damage to her. Yeah. yeah. And she teleports around. It's, 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 it's not great. Aesthetically. It's cool. It's a good looking boss and the, and the music is good, but you know, I'm, I might just be a mark for haunted castles. So 
Yeah, haunted castles are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you get back to the dungeons after you take her out, we can find Columbus <laughs> yep. uh, there. He's a, he's known as a navigator, and he was locked up because uh, the children of this uh, Bloody Mary, they died on the voyage mm-hmm. on his uh, his discovering America, quote unquote. Um, and he says something like, oh, you know, it wasn't my fault that they died, but this might just be, be a, atoning for my human greed. Yeah. Uh, is the close to showing, you know, the closest the game has to him being culpable. Yeah. Uh, but he has learned his lesson. Yep. He says, listen, uh, people in power are all the same. I found this new continent. Uh, people are all the same, and I'm going to preach peace and teach everyone how to navigate. Yeah, so we're going to teach people to navigate so they can meet <laughs> so they can meet lots of different people and maybe <laughs> so genocide. they can go to their own little uh, yeah maybe genocide colony them. islands yeah. and depopulate whole continents. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> just uh, just create a little Columbus franchise. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> Just, yeah, it's just, it's not, man, that guy's not canceled. <laughs> I'm going to cancel Columbus. <laughs> Columbus is super canceled. Oh, man. Um, but with Columbus out of the uh, out of the dungeon, we can uh, uh, take, you know, take him back. He's going to go to the hospital in Litz, which I guess is supposed to be Lisbon. Um, mm-hmm. you know, um, and uh, he's going to he's going to rest there because he's been locked in a dungeon for a long time. Uh, the princess's attendant, Fida, wakes us up saying, hey, somebody is trying to kill L. Um, you know, we need somebody to accompany her you know, to get to the new continent. It'll be safer for her. And so, like, okay, we'll do this, even though this this is not my L, and uh, she has not spoken to me and does not like me. She she does not like you. You can say like, why would I don't care about this L? Mm-hmm. And and fate literally goes like, come on, <laughs> you know, like, don't, don't don't you care about her? Like, it's really transparent, but thou must stuff. Yeah. Um, you said sail. Yeah, and this is important because previous to this, you could have gone on the the ship, uh, or you try to go on the ship, and they say you can't sail because this is a test voyage. Mm-hmm. It's not for commercial use. Yeah. This is what lets you get on the uh, the ship. Yes, um, the ship is attacked by ghosts uh, in the middle of the night, um, and uh, after you kill the ghost, uh, Elsa asks why you're helping her. Like I'm not a princess anymore; I can't do anything uh, for you. Uh, and you can say like, actually it's kind of arbitrary, <laughs> like, which is very funny. Uh, but, uh, you can also say it's because you look like somebody I know. Uh, when we land, Ark oversleeps cause he's a sleepy, hungry boy. Uh, and everybody's yeah. gone. Um, L left this letter, uh, which you can open up and read. She says, Oh, I don't want to be a burden to you anymore. Uh, and also, Oh, FYI, uh, just so you know, uh, that King who died, uh, my knife, <laughs> Who has two thumbs yeah, and killed? Be the... regicide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who has two thumbs and started the French resolution? This girl. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we get the motivation why. Yes. Uh, the, uh, her parents left her with a secret. The king abducted her to get that treasure and looked for a groom so she would talk so he could find out about that treasure and get that secret. Yeah. But she wants to live her own life. is represented by a town called freedom <laughs> uh, <laughs> come on <laughs> come on man come now come 
Oh God! Uh-huh. Uh, and when you walk in, uh, there's this uh, there's this little kid uh, who's riding around on a skateboard. His name is Perel, um, and he tries to cheer you up. He, he clocks you like, "Oh, did your girlfriend leave you or something? Here, watch me do some skateboard tricks real good. Maybe that'll yeah, cheer you." I know up. what that's like. <laughs> I'm gonna do an ollie. Uh, yeah, he's he's like a Street of Rage character who like shows up in the middle of this. <laughs> it's very good. Uh-huh. Um, um and i like i normally wouldn't call attention to this but he is a he is a character of color so he's a young black boy um and i would not draw attention to that other than the fact that his is the only hip-hop uh, music drop when he's uh doing his thing it, it just yeah, like it drops it, a it's, beat it's, it's very chopped yeah. <laughs> like th- this character is from new york so let's play this beat um uh you eventually tell him that you're from the old world uh, and he's like, oh man, you got to tell stories to the other kids. Anita and Will are missing though. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're checking out these two, these different towns, Freedom and Near Lake, uh, and kind of go back and forth doing quests. Um, we do this, uh, thing for Bell, uh, Alexander Graham Bell, mm-hmm. uh, relaying messages from his girlfriend who dumps him. So he wants to invent a telephone mm-hmm. so he can talk to her so she won't dump him. And she becomes ridiculously loyal to him. <laughs> uh, we help, uh, invent electricity and the hamburger for a guy named Mac, but in, uh, the text they call him Mick. <laughs> uh, and this is McDonald's. Uh, a very America town. <laughs> Extremely America town. He's like, I don't know. I just want to make all this food for these farmers, but uh, I've got meat here, but I don't know what to do with it. Uh, and you can yeah, say what like, what should oh. I do? Roast whole ground beef. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for your options. Yeah. And you can do the wrong option, but it doesn't change history. And like, I was like, oh man, what if this is like fast food becomes pot roast? <laughs> pot pot I, roast lettuce wraps. <laughs> yeah. But no, he's just like, that was too slow and it doesn't fit on a bun. Give me the answer I want. <laughs> you know what we're doing here. Hamburger me. <laughs> Ber- Berg this up. Come on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love that. Oh, yeah. I had to stop by Mickey D's and get a get, get a flute of stew. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to get a McMutton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to head down to the Shank Shack. Get, get a shank of beef. <laughs> uh, my, my girlfriend watches uh, a wide varietal of drag and dance related like the extended rupaulaverse okay you know uh shows and stuff so uh and and people and judges and stuff on the show are always the meanest people that have ever been oh god yeah uh and she introduced me to the phrase uh mutton dressed up like it's sheep or like it's lamb and i was like oh my god (laughs) that's mean (laughs) yikes wow drag queens (laughs) I get them. I, <laughs> like, I, I no wouldn't be able to. Oh, I would not I, have yeah, the resilience to swim that. in those waters. <laughs> I like, also, man, I, I'm saving it for an abject suffering, but I, I learned about something called ballroom, ballroom. Uh, which isn't what you think it is. Okay, I, I don't is know. One of the I don't know what that means. No, I mean it's it's <laughs> you, you never could guess. It's, okay. it's one of the most like alienatingly arbitrary art forms that I've ever run into. Huh. In my life. Okay. It is really wild yeah um, oh, so. man it's wild being square it's incredible like being an old and male can you uh-huh. imagine like we don't know shit nope. <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff going on what is a tiktok <laughs> what is a hamburger, hamburger. Uh, we just get to find out you know <laughs> i'm confused and scared oh now i get it oh yeah <laughs> oh the game yeah. um 
So uh, we do all this stuff. Uh, the main fetch questing we're going to be doing is for Will. Yeah. Uh, this is obviously Will Wright. He's building a flying machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go and he's not there. And so we find Anita, uh, who is friends of our skateboard guy, Apparel. Uh, and she says, hey, Will's in a nearby cavern. Yeah. Uh, we try to go um, to that. You said you said Will Wright. Um, I, I I also thought no, Will yeah. Will Wright Wilbur Wright. Yeah, yeah. Wilbur <laughs> we, Wright. Yeah. We need to. He got, he got trapped Creator in a, the Sims. He, he got trapped in a cave yeah. after a beta of of, of, of Sim City <laughs> crashed. Uh, Elon yeah. Musk invented a new type of Simcopter to try to rescue him <laughs> from the cave. <laughs> And then called him a pedophile. It was yeah. real fucked up. Yeah. Um, there's also the other right because there's Wilbur and uh, Jaco, John, Johnny. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. What, what, what are the and other Wilbur right men? Orville. Yeah, well, yeah, Orville well, yeah. Wilbur, right? Wilbur and Orville Wright. Yes, that sounds right. Yeah, this is like Orville Burr. Mm. That'll be confusing, but. <laughs> We'll just make it more confusing. Uh, we try to go to the cavern uh, that's nearby, the Great Lakes Cavern. <laughs> not, not a lot of caverns <laughs> around here, you know, I was going to say, <laughs> as a cavern. representative from the Great Lakes region. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the American Tomness of this is so funny. Yeah. Like, I would love to just, uh, I would love to give somebody a citizenship test based entirely on this and its sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, everything. Uh, and I'm not offended by it. Like, no. Like, don't don't get twisted. Like it's very quaint. It's funny and quaint. Yeah. It, but it's not like oh those idiots they didn't know about America. Like what I don't know about. Yeah. You know Japan could just about fill the fucking Grand Canyon. Like I'm not trying to say that I know other cultures and they don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just funny from this culture to see it. Yeah. It, it 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 is amusing to you know to see that like the the landmarks that are chosen a fictional town called Freedom uh, a, a mountain in Colorado and the noted cavern that rests in the middle of the Great Lakes, <laughs> the Great it, Lakes. Is, yeah. it is funny to me it is yeah. really cute yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this cavern is blocked by a man named Service um, he's just stand, standing here can, can you move to the right for me no I'm waiting for my fiance uh, she left yeah. to go to this town called Lyoto uh, down in the south. Uh, and it, you know, I won't move until I, until I find her. She's running, uh, till, till she's running late. You know, this is the place where we met. Yeah. Yeah. This is so quest chainy, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, uh, we, we go on our way there. We kill these haunted trees. I get these logs for a bridge over the Colorado river. So we can get to the Western part of the United States, uh, which we then travel to take to South America mm-hmm. to get to Leoto. Where uh, Milan is there at a cotton candy stand. Um, this is a, this is Carnival. This is Brazil. Yes, you know, uh, and uh, she wants uh, you know to meet her at this big Jesus statue that's there, the Sao yeah. Paulo zone. Uh, when we go there, she confesses her love to us. Yeah, uh, she has a child. Yes. Um, so we're like, uh, that's weird. No. Mm-hmm. Well, um, she, she she fakes us out. Uh, she, you know, like because oh, yeah. we, we show up yeah. there and it's L and it's like, oh, I just, uh, just trying to, you know, trying to win you over by reminding yeah. you of the person you actually love. <laughs> yeah. She says, she says, uh, she confesses her love and then she shows you L and she's like, I looked in your heart cause she's kind of a psychic too. Yeah. She's like, I looked in your heart to see who you really loved and it's her. It'll never be me. I'm going to go do war crimes. Yeah. So <laughs> like, it's like, Oh no, uh, you like somebody else. And then, and then dashes off. It's a, it's yeah. a problem. Uh, the way forward, uh, we got to go to the port and the Harbor master says like, Hey, uh, the sailors are in trouble. Um, this mermaid tower that we rely on for navigation, uh, it's not working anymore. 
um, uh, he's talking to these group, this group of sailors. So like, Hey, we need, we need to go, uh, uh, sort out this monster situation down there. So we volunteer because Ark is a yes machine. Um, yes. and this takes us to a small dungeon. It's a few floors of fish monsters, uh, before we get to this kind of irritating boss fight, uh, with, uh, there's an attack fish and then there is the actual fish that is your boss. It's a pink fish that, uh, will swim to you, but will swim away when you move. So you have to stand still and take damage from the attack fish until the pink one gets close enough to you to damage it. Yeah. It's only kind of a concept. Yeah. There. Uh, doing this restores the mermaids. Uh, and the mermaid ecology in this game is really fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you talk to them, they talk about like kidnapping humans. Yeah. Basically. And people who get uh, lost at sea are sometimes reborn as mermaids. Right. Uh, in this game. Um, they give you the water pin. Uh, here and the mermaid princess uh, gives you a ring to take to her fiance. Yeah, uh, she was once human, she got transformed. I, I can't remember the dialogue with the mermaids like sailors are constantly getting lost and drowning in the ocean. Then we give them a little help, <laughs> or something like that. Like, there's a really menacing mermaid line in this <laughs> that they have. It's how we get more uh, of us. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but your reward for restoring the mermaids back to power uh, is uh, you get a ship. Uh, this is now under your command, and you can sail the world. Uh, and there are things you can do. You can go to uh, China and uh, Neo Tokyo um, and do a quest like to find a missing kid uh, out here. Yes. Uh, but it's all like side stuff. I confess that I didn't do an awful lot of this. Like I didn't go to the quintet offices in Neo Tokyo. Oh, man. Yeah. It, it's a like, I feel like if you psychoanalyze people based on their work, okay. which is a bad idea, we all play the beginner's guide. <laughs> um, this that that sequence is fucking wild because <laughs> you find the quintet guy he's having nightmares about a ghost that's tormenting him for wasting food <sighs> uh, largely and then eventually you go to the quintet offices and you get all the standard like i miss my wife ha 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 kind of uh crunch stuff uh, that you get um including the incredibly bleak detail of how happy they are uh, as they're approaching the end of development to get back to um, two day weekends oh. or to like get back to having a weekend. Ooh. Like everyone is just like, Oh, we finally get days off at the end of the week. <laughs> uh, it It's really, it's one of the bleaker like Japanese game developer dungeons. Yeah. That they've done in this era. Somebody should make a compilation of those. <laughs> like once you realize they're a thing, it gets really hard not to see them. Yeah. Um, it's what we had instead of Patrick Klepek back in the nineties. <laughs> Self-reporting. Like yeah. I've been working on the story this whole time and they just put it in the game as a secret Easter egg. <laughs> like, they just tweeted um, it. Come on. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a pretty funny, pretty funny scene. Yeah. Uh, in a darkly comic way. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know how funny it is intentionally. I just felt bad for these poor developers who. I know. Right. You know, no, you know. no, no game is worth that. Yeah. yeah, it sucks. And it's as old as the hills. Yeah. Um, um, but now we can go to service and give him that ring. And uh, he says, like, oh, I'm going to go see. I'm going to go see her. You know, again, just we, we can be reunited. And then he fades away. He was dead all along. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, the uh, Early on in this dungeon, we find an air herb, which lets us swim through these underwater tunnels that are kind of these warp points. Yeah. There. Uh, and as we're walking along, a voice calls us into the water, begging for rescue. We go in there, we get caught in these currents and taken over a waterfall. Yeah. Uh, but we have to steer our fall again. It's one of those things. Mm -hmm. uh, which we do to find a magic anchor. 
um, which allows us to swim without getting touched by these currents. Yeah. Irritatingly, you have to equip it, and your equip slot is where you keep your healing items most of the time. At least I yeah. did. You know, also Lots like of menu tax. spells. Yeah. Um, but regardless, it's just doing some water temple stuff to you. Go in and put the iron boots on. Um, but, um, in order to proceed, you have to throw this rock at a, uh, a spring, you know, like a little crack in the wall to flood the lower caverns, which is a weird bit of coincidence between this and then out of this world next week where yeah. you have to do the same thing. <laughs> a lot, a lot of flooding. Yeah. Uh, here, uh, doing so opens up the way to the boss arena. Yeah. Uh, Hidodoron. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get to fight. You think the boss is uh, going to be this big two-headed monster? This uh, kind of Loch Ness monster kind of thing? No, it is the starfish that torments him. Starfish. <laughs> <laughs> the boss was a coterie of starfish. <laughs> uh, and the dinosaur is on your side. They attack you. If a starfish gets stuck to you, the dinosaur will burp them off. Uh, of you. Really incredible stuff. Uh, yeah. The dinosaur here is named Gossy. Uh, once we beat him, uh, once we beat him, he gives us the horn pin, uh, and it'll take you to Will, uh, who ended up here because he crashed his plane. Yeah, uh, there, uh, and he he will take you back home. Uh, he's like, I mean, I want to build more planes, but uh, the price of metal is through the fucking roof. <laughs> yeah, you so know? this gets this game like a whole chapter of it is motivated by commodity prices, yeah, mostly about supply chain issues. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, we had to bring down the price of metal. Yeah, uh, you know, huh? Why expect that? <laughs> yeah, uh, but he says, "Oh, the price is up because this company called Lawn Trade uh, in the town of Yonku is uh, is buying up all the metal. So we have to sail all the way around the world. We've got to go around the Horn uh, to get yep. to <laughs> to get to China uh, and talk to Lawn." Uh, he says, "Oh, you know, why are you here? We're not in business anymore. Go away." Uh, he does everything but throw an empty bottle of whiskey at you. What's really weird is when you're sailing here, you go uh, when you go around the the horn a little title card will pop up for cape town uh-huh but you can't go into it or anything yeah there is no cape town and like people have cheated people have been trying to find cape town and people have cheated to go to that area of the map huh. there's nothing there weird it just gives you a title card for it yeah uh, maybe the, the the map on the uh lower lower right wasn't enough to convince you that yes this is earth uh you know they just wanted to say oh here's where you are cape town the, yeah. the, the, famously a town where no ships can land yes <laughs> it's named after john cape um we get there uh fight is in this town as well uh the princess's guard she's sick in bed and nobody can wake her up the doctor says ginseng will work yeah uh but lon doesn't sell it uh so we have to make a deal um we talked to lon and he says why his business went under um, he found it with his brother Wong, uh, but one day he uh, he went to Dragon Castle. Uh, yeah. He's gone. We have to go find him. Yes. There. Yeah. He, he's he's pretty convinced that he's doing bad stuff. He's going to give us the ginseng now, but he says he need to promise to go and uh, uh, figure out what's going on in Dragon Castle. Figure out what my brother Wan is up to. Um, nobody, uh, like, no character in the game speaks with an accent, you know, is written in dialect, uh, except for people who are in this city here in urban yeah. China, where it is done... Um, just just literally in the most offensive broken you know broken english like everybody talks kind of like the hulk if he was doing an it, offensive impression um you know very, uh, squinting his eyes it's Deus really bad level. yeah Woof. It's very jc denson in the fresh <laughs> uh, yeah it's not great 
But, uh, um, no. Uh, 1990s. You know, <laughs> it's like, I'm, not, it I'm not canceling Terra Nigma over it, but no, it, I'm it, not. 2022 eyes are super weird with this game. I only bring it up because they avoid it everywhere else and they somehow decide to do it here. And think about how delightful the game would have been if it had done it for Italy. <laughs> the accent that everybody likes and thinks is fun to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mamma mia. <laughs> you had to go get the star stone, you know, and then great. <laughs> man. Oh man. Um, but you take the ginseng, the ginseng, uh, back to, uh, Fida and, uh, make her a drink out of it and pour it down her throat. And we're kind of sucked into her nightmare. Uh, we see, uh, what she is kind of reminiscing, what she's haunted by. Uh, she was with the King when the sacking of Stockholm village took place. Uh, the King ordered her to kill Elle's parents. Um, and she confronts them and they say, oh, we're prepared to die. We knew when we were protecting, you know, we, when we decided to protect this treasure that, you know, we may need to kill it to, you know, to protect it. We're not going to tell you where it is. You can kill us, but we beg you, please take care of our daughter when we're gone. Yes. Uh, so she swore to, but she's still guilting about it. Yes. And you can either say like, yeah, you should feel guilty. You did a war crime or say, no, you know, you did what you promised to do when you were under orders. Mm hmm. Uh, when she says, uh, at this point, she's like, well, the princess is at Dragoon Castle. You know, can you go rescue her? When we go out to leave, uh, Perel, the cool skateboard guy, uh, he followed you to help. Uh -huh. Um, he's tracked the gate guard at the castle for you to get you in. Yeah. Uh, and we are in a big, uh, stealth dungeon. Wild uh, decision. Wild decision. Uh, I don't, I shudder to think what this would be like without, uh, save states. Yeah. Like it could be a lot worse. It's not you know, Indigo Prophecy, Stealth mm -hmm. Dungeon, right? Yeah. Uh, I was riding that save state button pretty quick because I did not want to redo any of this. The The problem is, so the, the guards are not necessarily on patrol. They're standing at fixed points and they are um, casting their lanterns about. If you step in the lantern light, they will find you. Uh, they'll blow a whistle and then you are taken back to the entrance of the castle. Um, so they're not throwing you in a dungeon or whatever. My issue with the stealth in this is that there is no discernible pattern, uh, to the way that the, uh, the, to, to, to the way that they're going to turn. It's not like, oh, you can watch and see, again, you know, he goes clockwise until this point and then he turns around or, you know, he watches this, um, he, he, he watches this hallway more than the other. Like that would be, that would be a video game. If you were, if yeah. you were looking for a pattern, this, this, this hasn't got anything to do with video games. Um, it, it can just be yeah. like, okay, he's pointed, uh, to the left. Um, and, and you know, I'm bottlenecked. I need to walk up to the, to, to the South. When he decides to turn, there is just a 50% chance that he will turn and look down, even though he was just looking down. Yeah. Yeah. A, a real classic mistake that comes with shoehorning in a different genre. Yeah. You know, into, into your game. I didn't run into it very much because I rode that save state. Yes. But it's pretty obnoxious. Mm -hmm. uh, we get out of the dungeons. We think we found L, but this is an illusion created by Mylan. Mylan. Uh, she's pissed. Yes. And she's working with Wong to do evil things. Mm -hmm. uh, she says that she's trapped you in here and closes the door. Yeah. Uh, behind uh, you. Boy, uh, they make this real gross uh, because <sighs> then we get a cutscene over to the real L, mm -hmm. who's being menaced by Wong and Royd. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, L's like, oh, you know, you killed my parents as well, being after the treasure. Uh, he presages something, or he says, you know, the day will come that only necessary people will live forever. Uh, I think when Royd walks up to her, he says something along the lines of like, I'll make this quick. I don't like hurting women. Something or something. He says something real gross. Yeah. 
And then it just cuts back to you in in the jail. Yeah. Um, yeah, wild. Uh, so trying to get you out, luckily. Yeah, she's right there. She 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 helps break you in. She's already uh, uh, checked out the uh, the east side of the castle. So we're gonna follow her um, over to the west, um, and we get caught into another one of Malin's illusions. Um, she does the same trick again and calls you out for falling for the same thing. <laughs> yeah, just just Elle is you know standing in a hallway saying like, "Hey, follow me." Uh, takes yeah. you into a <laughs> into a room. Elle is standing under a cardboard box with a stick <laughs> propped up, and we're like, "This I got to see." Yeah. <laughs> um, but this time, uh, fight is with us and saves us. And I like this a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Sidus walks up and slaps Malin, which is great because mm-hmm. Malin's awful. Yeah. Uh, and says, you're hurting him just because you were hurt. That's stupid. You yeah. know, that, that's something a kid does. Grow up. And yeah. I was just very happy to see somebody say that to a character. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that is childish. Grow the fuck up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And Malin cries and uh, runs away, you know, kind of in a tantrum. Um, so the exit from this from this room is sealed. Um, and we cut over, we see Wong talking to Malin saying like, oh, you've outlived your usefulness. We've got everything we need. Uh, you're going to die. You're going to, you're going to die in here with, uh, with, with, with them. So Malin is trapped in here as well. Uh, and this gets her to apologize. You know, she knows that she's done uh, the wrong thing. Um, and you know, Fida is in here. I mean, she can't rescue us, but Perel, uh, who is fresh off of, uh, doing the distraction, uh, skateboards into the wall to break us free. Yeah. I want to, I want to make a real quick note just so I don't get added. Okay. Earlier I complained about how Malin didn't really change, uh, throughout or change for no reason. Fight. It's fight a slaps her. Uh, what is more accurate to say, she doesn't change because of anything we do. Right. We just keep, she just keeps doing horrible things to us. And we just keep saying like not fighting her. Yeah. You know, uh, another character comes along and just tells her, that what she's doing is wrong and that's what fixes her. Yeah. And then the person yeah. she, you know, uh, was working with betrays her. It's like, Oh, you know, doing bad stuff. You're not, you know, you're doing bad will not get, get, get good, uh, return to results. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah but it's not something that our character has anything to do with, yeah. given that we are the force gump of this world and like are fixing everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Malin says, no, you can trust me this time for real. Uh, Elle is being held in this room behind this part of the wall opposite of the unpaired statue. So head towards that in the Western Hall. Uh, we get there. Uh, there was a little clue about how all the candles in here have a vase with water that matches them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really, again, just the, the game is a walkthrough. Mm-hmm. So we uh, use these vases to douse the candles here to open a secret door and then find, uh, find our switch, which opens Elle's chamber. Yeah. Um, and Elle recognizes us and it's kind of unclear if she recognizes you know, us because she is the princess Elle or is, uh, the villager Elle. Um, you know, it's, it's left there. Uh, and, uh, she says, Oh, I thought I never thought I'd see you again. Uh, it's one of those things. Um, and the suitor Royd comes in and challenges to a fight, but Fida steps in and says, Hey, no, get the princess to, uh, to safety. Um, and Malin leads us to an exit because she's, you know, the inside on the inside. Yeah. Uh, Royd also, uh, just turns into a good person after exposure for, to Fida. Yeah. He's like, uh, why are Fida. you, why, why are you protecting that? Why, why are you protecting her? She's not even a princess anymore. And she's like, oh, I'm just, I'm doing it just because it's like, oh, you're just because Oh shit. Right. She, she's the sword. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, oh. I never thought of that. <laughs> I never, I never thought about doing some, doing good just because it was good. <laughs> uh, Fida, Fida is just going around telling people to be better people and they're just doing it. <laughs> Um, it's a, it's, it's pretty shallow character development. Yes. Okay. For the time. Yeah. 
Uh, so he changed his mind about being evil, decided to be to be good. He's got a motivation as well. Like he's yeah. trying to get revenge mm-hmm. on stuff. But him deciding uh, to break that plan is yeah. because Fida told him to be good. Um, L says, after we escape, says, hey, I'm just going to wait for Fida. Uh, you go ahead. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. She'll show up. And we're like, cool. <laughs> All right. Well, I, 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 guess, I guess I will turn my back on you. Wait a minute. Yeah. I want to see. Do you want anything uh, while I'm at the first? Oh, no, she's gone. Fuck. (laughs) I don't know why I was here in the first place. (laughs) Like, I barely know why I'm doing things. Uh, I'm here to to get a guy to sell me herbal tea so the price of metal can go down. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) uh, So, uh, Wong, we shows Wong, he he laments that Dr. Baruga is at a town called Mosque and will be very furious with him for losing L. And Royd hears this and is like, thanks for the information. That's all I wanted. Uh, you know, I lost my best friend and now I want revenge. So uh, that is his ultimate plan. But he's decided to break early. Mm-hmm. Uh, Milan catches up with us. She didn't see L, you know. And before uh, we can ask for more information, the castle uh, quakes. Yeah. There. And we get knocked out again. We're constantly being knocked out. Mm-hmm. Get knocked um, out. We wake up at the castle gate because the, <laughs> the moat drain belched us up. Um, yeah. and both Al and Fida are gone. You know, it's kind of implied that they died, uh, you know, with whatever happened in the castle. Uh, Malin thanks us for not giving up on her. Yeah. This, this, I laugh so hard at this next bit. Uh, Perel's there and Perel's like, Hey, I heard that price of metal went down. <laughs> I need to get back to the, <laughs> that is such I, a funny fucking line. I need, I need to go back to the other oh, side no. of the world. That's <laughs> the world. Hey man, I heard on the, on the great frying that the price of metal went down. <laughs> <laughs> well, and earlier you invented the telegram, so. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. Uh, you just got a text. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, his beeper. Uh, <laughs> so now we can go back to Will to get a plane. <laughs> he gives us a copy of it. Uh, the plane. Uh, he finishes one and gives us one for all our help. Yeah. So now we can take off at this runway near Freedom and fly to Mosque. Uh, this is, is this also where he gives you the plan so you can have towns create their own airstrips? Yeah, I didn't really fuck with that. That's how you get uh, some of the later towns, uh, other towns advanced. Oh, huh. In in their their quest line by doing more side quests for them. Gotcha. There's a really annoying one about um, where you talk to the guy who invented the camera and he gives you a camera uh, and you have to uh, go and take pictures of places to create tourism. Yeah. You're making uh, postcards. Yeah. Yeah. You're making, yeah. It's a, it's. It's pretty tedious. There's also um, a lot of like you run into somebody and they're like, uh, oh, this is the best beef imaginable, but I don't know anybody who will say it's good. Mm-hmm. Will you take this beef with you? And you say yes. And then you run into a guy who's like, I'm a gourmet. If you have any great beef, <laughs> I sure would like to eat it. And you hand him a handful of beef. And he's like, this is great beef. I'm on a beef and then quest. You take it back to the first guy and say, hey, man, he said your beef was good. And that's all he wants. He gives you like 100 gems. Yeah. It's just, it's just all FedEx stuff, you know? Um, it's 100. Even like in and out of the story, it's all FedEx stuff. Yeah. Like a varying stripes. Yeah, and it, and you know it, it was it was a little bit eyes on the prize and trying to get stuff beaten, but also like I'm not going to take these plans to a you know to a town because what that involves is walking or um, uh, sailing there, going to the town, and yeah. then getting this built. Yeah, no, that's it's tedious. Yeah, it's pretty tedious, and it, again, it doesn't tie into mechanical rewards the way you expect from a quintet game. Yeah, like sometimes you do get a piece of armor or 
uh, a weapon. It's been doing this from time to time, but a lot of times it's just like a consumable or another magic rock. And like, because of the way the magic system works, like earlier in the episode, when I talked about how, uh, them treating that as a high value treasure colors the whole game. Uh, you know, that's what I mean. When yeah. you, when you have something that is supposed to be a mechanical ward and it fails to function as such, it impacts your entire game. Yeah. Like the, the whole game will feel worse because things will feel fetch questy, uh, as opposed to something you want to do because you want to both get an intrinsic and extrinsic bonus. Right. And in this case, that extrinsic bonus is, um, uh, Easter eggs, but the Easter eggs are from reality. It's real world stuff that pops up in here. Like, oh, I recognize yeah. that. Yeah. What if a history thing was wrong? <laughs> you know, like what? What if? What if a slightly bastardized thing from history? Yeah. You know. Um. So we're gonna go to mosque yeah. instead. Yep. Uh, there. We're gonna fly over there. Um. It's you know like the Middle East and Russia. I think it's it. Uh, uh, wait, no. Uh, so. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just not realizing it's not mosque. I think it's, I think it's the middle East because it roughly uh, uh, corresponds to that. But when I think about where it is on the, on the map, it's absolutely Moscow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Weird. Like the named mosque. Yeah. Uh, yeah but, already a thing. but yeah, but we fly over there um, and uh, the, the mosque of the town, uh, it is full of a, of a bunch of robed followers, uh, kind of the cultists for the scientist Baruga. Um, and all that they can talk about is how they have been promised immortality uh, by Baruga, who lives down in this castle in the south. Uh, we go there. It's his lab. We get a techno dungeon. Yes, uh, we're very far in the future now. Yes, um, it's a dark dungeon. We turn on the lights, and there are these robots about. Um, there are elevators. I mean, it's very high tech. Yeah, uh, we're crawling through tu- tunnels, using teleporters, doing all that stuff. Um, we get to this mainframe, which is password protected. Uh, Yomi says the password is Bloody Mary. Uh, everyone's just telling you passwords in this. Yeah, um, and we get the backstory on kind of the villain of the game. Yeah, but of course, there's going to be another villain. Mm-hmm. You know, cause, cause that's how it works. Um, I don't like Baruga. No, I, I think this whole beat doesn't work. No, I like, I don't, I think this character is under motivated and cartoonish and stupid. Yes. Uh, I, I, I really wish the time was not spent on this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so his whole idea, so he's this genius. Um, he perfected DNA research, uh, and in the last days of earth created this virus called the Asmodeus virus, which killed almost everybody. Yeah. And uh, his vaccine saved some of them, you know, but killed most of them. He is a generic villain motivation of, you know, he's he's Wesker. Yeah. At, yeah. Total global domination. Yes. You know, it's it's Resident Evil five. Mm-hmm. Total. Glo- you know, he gets he gets to choose which people are necessary. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be, I feel like a resonant theme. I think what the game is going for and and. I don't feel like this completely succeeded in this, but I think that the idea is we're contrasting uh, Baruga's uh, plan with our experience, which has gone out of its way to make people necessary Mm -hmm. uh, to us, regardless of whether they are um, minor or major characters. It's just done it in a very ham-fisted way. Yeah. You know, like I think that the fact that uh, 90s kid, Mm-hmm. Uh, Prada or Prada or whatever. The fact that he uh, he shows up and is somehow for some reason like the skateboarder actually is very important mm-hmm. is supposed to be a counter to Baruga. Yes, Baruga's philosophy. Yeah, but it, it's it's it doesn't work because it didn't feel natural 
the skateboarder being important. Mm-hmm. It just feels like the game arbitrarily picks somebody who I knew. Yeah, it's and like have a, them go do a thing that anybody could do. Yeah, it's like oh, we 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 we, we like this character, so we're gonna have them stick around. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think you could absolutely do a story about how everybody matters. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't feel like this has the writing chops quite to get there. Yeah. You have to squint pretty hard. And that's, again, the style of the time. Yeah. Like in the 90s, that's how you got meaning from video games was squinting. Yeah. It's also crowded uh, by the fact that Baruga's promise of um, immortality is a false promise. Like the way that he, uh, yeah. you know, actually delivers on this is to keep you alive as a as a zombie in a nutrient bath. So it is eternal yes. life, but you know, is it actually a life worth living? That kind of thing. No, and it's not a question he even asks. Right, <laughs> you know? and it is weirdly evocative of real life tragedy stuff, as we'll get to, mm-hmm. in a way that feels kind of tasteless. Yeah, uh, to me, like I don't, I don't feel like Bruno works. No, as a character. Um, we fight a boss here on our way, uh, the security robot, uh, like a Metal Gear kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, which I think I found this difficult. Yeah. Um, it just, his attacks cover most of the screen. Those cluster bombs are a real problem. Huge problem. Uh, we get to Bruga's cryo chamber and awaken him. He thanks us for arousing him. It's a famous, uh, translation thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're, he doesn't know who we are, you know, but he's like, you know, I put myself to sleep after the world ended. Uh, and he's like, come with me, let's walk and talk. And he tells you he's just the dumbest ass plan. Yeah. Uh, keeping people alive in these nutrient baths, just very sad, not wanting to live. And, uh, Bruga says no real immortality would lead to overpopulation. So I'm only going to save necessary people. They're not going to do anything though. They're mm-hmm. just the people I consider necessary because I'm a maniac and I'm underwritten. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know uh, just a villain. You know, the, my, my reason is villain. Um, and he says, you know, let, let, let's observe what progress looks like. And we see a cutscene of yellow clouds being released in Neo-Tokyo, uh, dissolving the population. You know, they don't get sick. They're just erased. Yeah. Uh, evoking both like the sarin gas subway attacks mm-hmm. of Japan or Hiroshima. You know, not, yeah. uh, anything like that. Um, the gas made me think sarin gas. And then I was just like, oh, yeah, but also yeah. there's lots of... Lots of just people being disappeared by science. Uh, it happens. History. Yeah, totally happens. Uh, I think that the the game is engaging in a kind of uh, disrespect by making the motivation for it so simple. Not yeah. that I agree with the motivation of it. I'm not saying, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not coming out as pro-nuclear bomb. Here. <laughs> uh, I'm saying that it, you, you get more out of not presenting a straw man. Yeah. You know? get, give it the shitty reasons for the nuclear bomb and then still make it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cradle did it. It's a it's a little um it's 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 treating a gravestone like a jungle gym. Like, oh, this is not it's, a yeah. yeah. Kind of a bummer. Uh this uh this cutscene uh ends here, you know, uh Neo uh is lying unconscious in this void. Arc. And the elders <laughs> Arc rather, uh in Neo Tokyo. Arc, uh, the elder says, like, you've done a great job raising the world so far. Uh, Baruga is going to make it fantastic. And we're like, what? Uh-huh. Uh, you, you mean know, the person says, that I, that I initially finished. trusted at the beginning of the game is actually the architect of all everything bad that's happening. Okay. Can you imagine, <laughs> uh, in a nineties game, uh, on Super Nintendo, uh, he says, your duty is finished. You'll rest for eternity, you know? Uh, and then another voice comes in, you know, I th- this is a uh, light Gaia mm-hmm. saying that you exist outside of fate. So you can actually change this. Yeah. Uh, and we wake up in Lhasa, uh, Lord K- Kamari woke us up yeah. and uh, explains all this stuff. Yeah. The dark star uh, of destruction has returned. 
Um, and our people have a prophecy that uh, the Star Stones are scattered around the world, uh, waiting for one day the arrival of the Golden Child, starring it's Eddie Murphy time. on VHS. Yeah, it's, it's Malediction Prophecy Noun Time. Uh, go gather the five things. Uh, also, something I would have cut. Yeah. Like, unnecessarily complicated plot. Um, you know, the idea here, I think, is to make you revisit these areas and make you nostalgic because yes. the end of this game is trading very heavily on this feeling of nostalgia mm -hmm. that I feel like the game, there's like a romantic nostalgic historical air this game gets. Mm -hmm. It's weird though, because I think it gets it from the characters you're running around talking to in chapter three, not from your home in chapter one yeah, or the areas you went to in chapter two, but that's where it's putting it's, that's where it's banking. Yeah. It's just, you know. are you, are you nostalgic for things that happened five hours ago? Yeah, exactly. Or things that happened at the beginning of the game. Yeah. You know, uh, so we had to go get all five of these stones. Uh, there's one in the Neo Tokyo sewers. We get little hints yeah. as to where these are. Um, and there's one girl who survived, uh, Neo Tokyo, this young girl, she's been chased by a lion that someone's keeping, uh, earlier if you went to Neo Tokyo, they can, there's a guy who keeps exotic animals. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can make him give, set them free. Uh, this is Liam. Mm -hmm. He got uh, captured and uh, put down here, and uh, he recognizes you in purrs. It's real cute. Yeah. Um, and uh, you, know, you can't talk to him anymore, but he does you know, recognize you as the person who helped him. Um, and uh, you know, she, she had been keeping a star stone, so she gives that away um, with her because yes. she, she heard a voice from it. It was, it was company for her. Um, the, the second one, Hey, remember that flower that you can give to penguins? Uh, this yep. is kind of cute. You go up to Greenland, uh, to a, uh, uh, to a, to a, a town called Peng, Pengini. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, Peng, Penguinia is what I was saying, just so I don't say Guinea. Oh, I, uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, it, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. No, no, I, I don't, I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. I, it looks like, uh, it looks like that. Yeah. <laughs> but it, you know, I was I was emphasizing emphasizing the penguin. Oh yeah. Pe oh yes. Pe penguiny. Yeah. There we go. Well, no. Penguin, yeah. yeah. It, 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 it seven seventy five percent of the way of the way works. Yes. It's, it's almost there. <laughs> it's almost there. You can't understand any of the birds as they frolic and play. Uh, but there is one um, who, if you talk to him, he's going in and out of his house. Uh, when you have the small flower equipped, uh, he'll like, you know, throw, throw up an exclamation mark. He'll, he'll take the flower and go inside and give it to his girlfriend inside. It's very cute. Yeah. Um, and in, in exchange for taking your flower, he will give you the village's treasure, the star stone. Yes. Very adorable. Yeah. Um, you go to uh, Astarica uh, in South America, um, where you drink this this fluid out of this goblet and pass out. Uh, ghosts around you, mm -hmm. uh, and this voice tells you you'll wake into an odd vision, uh, and you wake up with different versions of characters you've already seen. It's previous incarnations that have almost identical yeah. names. Yeah, it's this is real weird and trippy. Yeah, um, yeah, they serve uh, Lord Melia. Yeah. Uh, here, um, and we go through this little this little maze here to the scene where a reincarnation of L has undergone a ritual to ascend to near godhood, and it's made her think that life isn't worth living. So instead of Royd and Phyta, there's Roy and Phyla mm -hmm. there who try to stop her from ending all life. She casts a spell on them. Yeah. Uh, and they kiss, making sure they reunite in a later incarnation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, uh, this feels misguided to me. It's some the fountain uh, shit. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's real the phone shit out of the it, we're 85% the way through this game and all of a sudden we're like doing this. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Um uh, th- this version of L, this destruction god L, you know, uh it just you, arc says to her, you know, maybe that maybe that fluid that we drank, you know, as this as people have, you know, interfaces and interfaces, maybe it just shows the interface. She says, Oh, you know, if you're so convinced, you know, that this power is real, maybe you should drink this, uh, drink this goblet. Um, and you drink it and it's the poison one that'll kill you. It's always the poison one as well. Yep. Uh, you cannot, uh, it's just the game cheating. Yeah. False choice. Yeah. But, uh, you, you wake up and you get the star soon from this very bizarre scene. Uh, the another star storm is at Ayers Rock, which is called Ayers Rock mm-hmm. here in Australia. Uh, we could run into this guy before the scientist uh, guy mm-hmm. who's told by the coming, uh, told uh, of your coming by the gods. Um, he'll just give it to you. And the last guy is in the Sahara. Uh, Sahara. It's a guy who stole it from Liam. Yes, we can grab that. Yeah, uh, we take these to Antarctica and place them on these shrines in this graveyard there, and we meet a shadow version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the light side version of you. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we spent this whole middle section, I feel without really having that there's a light side and a dark side be central. Right. To the theme. This duality. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it is when you read any interview with these guys, they talk about how it's the most important theme of the entire game. Yeah. Like they wanted it to be, uh, living and breathing in every single moment of the game. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's successful at that at all. Mm, yeah. It's, it's not like successful theme- because it feels like it barely tries. It bar- yeah, it doesn't really feel like we spend any time with it. Like, this is a really good game for uh, illustrating something that I talk about a lot on this show, which it matters what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it matters how, what, this isn't just me being like, oh, you know, you can say Final Fantasy IV is about this grand adventure, but really it's about killing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of identical little guys. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not even that. It's, it's it's not enough for a game to tell you something is, is about something and then have like three or four scenes over the course of 20 hours that support it. When you have so much of it, that just isn't about that. Yeah. Like if you asked me what this game was about and it climaxed before chapter four, I beg, Oh, this is about, uh, civilizations and how civilizations grow. Yeah. Which is a, a fine thing for a game to be about. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it's what most of the game is about. It's just not what anybody involved thinks it's about. Mm-hmm. You know, it ends up making the game feel really uncanny. Yeah. Um, individual the- moments of that stuff are actually really cool. Mm-hmm. And moments of this dark side, light side stuff, like some of that is cool as well. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't, there's a real lack of focus and not just lack of focus. Like we do these little side things like Penguin Girlfriend. That's good lack of focus. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, kind of not about what it's about. It's 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 total. It's a total lack of focus. Um, you, you know where it just the, getting this sudden reminder when the only time that they had ever flirted with this idea of you know dualities of you know what exists above exists below um, is like something that is like kind of hinted at in the first chapter, but then like you've got this other version of L. And this other version of Storkholm that is just kind of presented and almost feels a little bit like a red herring because the other L kind of becomes her own character almost immediately. And it doesn't do very much with the relationship between those two. Yeah. You know, like one of the things when you read interviews about this, they talk about how important it was that they were uh, 
trying to hammer home how you can't have this light without the dark. Right. Which is, you know, again, a, a theme as old as the hills, right? Like that is a well-worn uh, and trusty theme. Mm-hmm. When we have our doubles in this, uh, we don't see that. You know, the light and the dark L do not feel like they're appreciably opposite or they su- appreciably like support each other or impact each other at all, really. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a weird... It, the the message that this game says it's about is very strange. Yeah. While there being individual moments, I think really work for mm-hmm. it. Like uh, this little bit here, you know, we talk to our our hero uh, version of ourself, you know, and he's like, "Oh, you know, Baruga's awakening uh, is taking Earth to a time state it shouldn't have had." Um, it's like you know, imagine a clock. We're now at thirteen on a clock. Yeah, that's a cool. It's a cool line. Mm-hmm. You know. We've done something that has gone past like the actual fate, you know, uh, and the, what actually happened here, the fact that Satan told us to rebuild humanity society, but we went one toke over the line mm-hmm. with it and rebuilt it a little bit too much yeah. is, is all well and good. Yeah. Like that is, that is fine on its surface. Yeah. It ends up feeling like the other stuff is kind of shoehorned in there to me a little bit. Yeah. That interview, like them talking about, you know, it needs to suffuse every moment. I'm going to be a parody of myself. You know, in the um, uh, Mountain of Madness episode of The Simpsons when they're making the snowmen and Mr. Burns says, yeah, 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 you know, I'm not going to make a man. I'm not going to make a snowman. I'm going to make a man made of snow. And he lists off, you know, he's got 206 bones, you know, X feet of intestines, you know, glittering blue eyes. And then it, you know, cuts, cuts out and pans. And we see that his snowman is just identical to, to, to Homer's. Which is just yep. a simple snowman with the three, you know, three body parts and like the 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 face on carrot. it. Yeah, <laughs> the carrot you decide to throw away as yeah. snowman parts. <laughs> yeah, this food is food. Yeah, <laughs> every once in a while, a food is just every once in a while, food is no normal doll. Yeah, but it's a but, bit, yeah, but, no, but it's, it's exactly like that. that. It's like that disparity, you know, saying like, yes, it is a man made of snow, but no, it's just a snowman. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it ends up feeling exactly like that. And what what's fascinating is like. This game, uh, be, and Quintet games in general, because they do flirt with these things that are kind of bigger, mm-hmm. uh, you will run into, um, you know, there's a degree of squinting that has to happen to make any of these games have uh, an emotional core. Mm-hmm. Because there's not very much text, and they are games first, and they're translated, and they have to, you know, people didn't, like, it was a, a, a evolving art form, yes. you know? But you can read essays or watch YouTube essays and stuff that are, very, very long, uh, what I would consider to be like pretty strong overreads of this. Yeah. That cherry pick a couple scenes that support a theme like that and treat it as if that is what the game is. Like that's the text. Yeah. You know, we're, we're in Terranigma, we get another, you know, this just being the poster child for lots of things we talk about on the show. It's a huge cutthroat kitchen. Like if it's on the plate, it has to be judged. Yeah. This is, you know, the assignment was to make a grilled cheese sandwich about the duality of man. And instead it is a buffet about a lot of different stuff. Yeah. You know, a very small percentage of this plate is actually a grilled cheese sandwich. That's <laughs> yeah, all the play. I've got, I have to, I have to, I have to interpret it. And 
I, you know, I, I, I really wish that people, you know, people who analyze games and some, you know, sometimes, you know, it's, 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 it is unavoidable to do this, but like, you know, it's the difference between exegesis and eisegesis, you know, yeah. exegesis, you know, reading in to, you know, what is there and looking at it in the context versus eisegesis, which is selective reading to find what you were, what, what you, to me, basically, you're always going to pull back what you're looking for because you're looking for things that justify what you brought to it. Right. It's it's exactly that. Yeah. The 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 difference between analyzing a text and playing a game where can you make an argument that a text says something? Yeah. By selectively picking things. And like the answer is yes. Oh yeah. You know, it's an improv game. Like it's like, hey, give a TED talk on this thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a jackbox <laughs> uh, thing. Like, of course you can make an argument that just about any of these games are incredibly incredibly fucking deep mm-hmm. by just kind of picking the things that support that very deep read. And then the reality is you spend a lot of time going back and forth, getting a guy not to break up with his girlfriend because of a telephone and yeah. all. And then a skateboarding kid comes and it's, there's no really, it's pretty arbitrary. <laughs> you know, it's not that this is, uh, and it has to be graded on this curve. Like the fact that it even, faints towards those bigger things is what makes this really memorable and cool. Yeah. Not, and you know, like forget, just look at the context. Like nobody was really even paying like a lot of lip service to this kind of stuff and lip service, you know, this is, but you know, even the lip service was rare at the time. Yes. It's uh, within the context, incredibly impressive. Yeah. But I think it's worth pumping the brakes a little bit when people are just like, Oh yeah, this is the best illustration of, the, the idea of duality in games and made me weep like a baby. And I'm like, yeah. oh, you know, okay. Like, yeah, I don't want to take that away from you that you had that feeling, but it, it does. I'm not seeing it in the text. Yeah. It really feels like, you know, that's what you wanted mm-hmm. from it. And you just kind of stared until it appeared. Yeah. Or, you know, it like the, the, the game did a very good job of selling you something, you know, uh, such a good job of selling something to you that it didn't matter if it actually delivered. You responded to the pitch. Yes, it's a placebo. Yeah. You know, uh, large portions of this are sugar pill. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a bummer that a lot of that sugar is not sugar. Yes. It's irritating dungeons that take a really long time. <laughs> I swear I like this game. It's interesting. It, yeah. It, it, I was thinking about that too. Like when I was going back and kind of reviewing stuff about it and doing research, I was like, this is one of those things where the more I think about it, the less good it is. Yeah. Like the parts that are good about it are really, really good. But I think that, that going through it the way that we do, uh, the plot is just unnecessarily complicated. Mm -hmm. Uh, it doesn't read well as a summary. Yeah. Like it doesn't, uh, you know, the, the novel of this game would not be good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But anyway, of course you wake up as a baby. <laughs> yeah, why not? We wake up as a baby. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, resurrection's a thing. Uh, L found you. Uh, and because, uh, you looked familiar to her, she named you Ark. Like you, this baby looks like my friend. I'll name it my friend. Uh, she goes and gets a pacifier for you. Uh, and a voice uh, tells her to kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's why you were brought from the surface of Krista, uh, sur- to the cr- surface from Krista. This is RL. Yeah. Just purple hair and everything. Yeah. Uh, so, um, L, uh, takes the, takes baby Ark outside 
uh, and then comes back inside empty-handed. Uh, this would be incredibly grim, but the L who left had purple hair, the L who walks back in has red hair. Uh, she comes inside and finds the bed empty, and she's now confused about where Ark went. Yes. Uh, so down in the Elder's Cave there, pink-haired L is about to kill you. Red-haired L stops. And Yomi uh, tells Purple L to kill Red L too. This is Yomi breaking bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone stops when they hear the voice. It's Kumari saying the whole world is waiting for you to awaken. Uh, and everyone who you've saved so far calls out uh, to you trying to get you to grow up. <laughs> uh, quite literally saying the world is screaming. So where our bones crack and twist as we grow <laughs> into an adult. We anamorph uh, into instantly. an adult. Yeah. <laughs> it's really... <laughs> Dark and unnecessary. Uh, <laughs> Yomi uh, tries to make his move at this point. You yeah. Know? Uh, he talks about how uh, the elder is no- known as Dark Gaia. Humans call him the devil, I believe. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, and now that all uh, this has been revealed, Purple L won't go through with the, the murder. Yeah. Uh, Red L is un- un- unresponsive, and Purple L says, like, listen, I was just told I had to kill somebody on the surface who was threatening Krista. Yeah. I know it'd be a baby version of you. What <laughs> <laughs> like, an idiot I was. I was going to, you know, I was, I was down to kill a baby just because an adult told me yeah. to, but the fact that it was you. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody told me this baby would grow up to be somebody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I was, it really, really does shit, uh, lend some characterization for L. <laughs> Like the Weaver L down, who is hopefully dedicated to you and will kill a baby at the drop of a fucking hat. Yeah. <laughs> no questions. Any, anytime somebody speaks, before the, she even hears what they have to say, she's grabbing the knife. Yeah, I'm on it. <laughs> she, she puts on a bib that just has a picture of a baby's face on it. <laughs> uh, so Yomi at this point uh, tries to make his move on you, and L grabs him. Uh, sacrificing herself telling you to save the world yeah uh, there and this is where arc is just like man i really wish to just go back to the old days of hanging around krista before i uh open pandora's box uh those days sucked there's eight mm-hmm. people in the village they all said the same thing over and over <laughs> um, i think that they could have done a lot better job of i wish they would have gotten rid of the towers and just made this a bucolic wonder yes uh, that you could actually feel nostalgic for it yeah. doesn't even have like a catchy theme no nope. it's not even like you know carico yeah or Kriko. <sighs> so um red-haired l is still here uh you know this is the overworld l and she asks you know like could i ever re- you know i'm sorry for your loss but could i ever replace her you know because you've done all this stuff to you know save her over and over again and she has feelings for you um and you have your option here i decided to say no and you know arc says listen i have a whole lifetime of memories with that with that other person that's what made her her you know, and if, you, if yeah. you say yes, you get the same thing. You say you're really great, but and then you oh. just say the same thing that you would say if Weird. you said no. Yeah, no. It's, not, it's not a game about choices, really. <laughs> um, uh, regardless of what you say, she does give you the treasure uh, that her parents died to protect. Um, it is the light, the light world version of the Pandora's box, the thing that you got from the forbidden closet of mystery. Um, and inside it contains the heroic arms that were found by Columbus. It's armor. And then it's a special spear. Um, and when you, when you open it, you get light world Yomi. Uh, it's just a replacement Yomi. 
it later he says something real weird like light world yomi is like i've been with you this whole time you haven't gotten to know me <laughs> no and arc like, says Ar- no arc says like oh we've been through all this you've been with me so you've been oh, yeah. with me since the beginning <laughs> <laughs> it's because arc is a huge fucking idiot yeah um so we we get our end game weapon and stuff uh outside uh miho is there uh or he sent a letter rather on a bird and he says that him milan fida and roid are heading to Bruga's uh, tower in Siberia. Come meet us there. Yeah. Um, so we go to the tower. It's not so much dungeon. It's like really just a cutscene. Yeah. Uh, your very, our various friends uh, help get past these little security measures, uh, including uh, Mila or Milan doing uh, illusions to get you past things that can't even hurt you. Mm-hmm. Like they're you know they. It's really like a weird waste of time yeah for something like, that powerful uh, oh I'll, I'll get you past the security cameras of my illusions yeah uh you eventually uh just jump down in the deck of this airship Bruga's airship and uh fight and roid give you some time time bombs say so, like listen uh this is a really advanced piece of technology it has a computer oh you don't know what that is that's basically its brain mm-hmm. uh destroy all of the cpus with these time time bombs yes um, you know, they've destroyed all of the escape pods here, except for, uh, except for ours. So when we bring this plane down, Baruga is doomed. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you go around and you plant all of these and, uh, uh it's a, it's a small dungeon. Like the, the only difficulty is just figuring out where to go. That's more just, you know, navigation kind of deal to get to all seven of these, uh, places, uh, to blow it up. Uh, we, we run to the back of the plane, run to the back of this airship to escape. And Baruga's there laughing at us saying, Oh, you didn't take my rocket boots into account. <laughs> <laughs> I would kill that baby, but I didn't know it'd grow up to be you. Uh, every, every <laughs> yeah. Of course I didn't take your rocket boots. Yeah. Into and then he says, Oh, you destroyed those computers. What do you think was controlling those, those rocket belts rocket that you stole? Use. <laughs> what is happening? Uh, so he laughs at us, and then the propeller behind him kicks up and sucks him into it like an eternal <laughs> champion's fatality. Yeah. And he dies begging Dark Gaia for help. It's like I, <laughs> this man whose will would reshape the world, who would act as arbiter to decide who is worthy, dies like the guy at the end he, of Raiders. Yeah, he got, he got Michael Land or uh, he got John Landis. <laughs> the, 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 uh, so fans of this game do not like this ending they feel like it's counterproductive okay there are fan theories about this about why this happened and it is because they did not want arc to fight a human okay you know the idea is that you know he he will lose his moral high ground you just fight monsters and vampires and shit you don't fight people in this game uh i think that message sucks yeah uh i I think that there are people absolutely worth fighting and i think that light world l was good for killing her shitty dad Mm mm-hmm um yeah so if, if that is the idea uh, i think that's bad yeah i don't know I if that's don't. actually the, that was just that's just a fan theory though regardless of which is it ends up being this weird deus ex machina thing mm-hmm. uh or diablo ex machina yeah uh, as uh so you know he, he dies this lone gall comes to save us we think we're gonna die because our rocket boots don't work anymore <laughs> rocket belts the, the rocket the rocket, rocket boots belts. would have worked perfectly <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately they got ground up in a propeller uh roid and fight us hey uh you get to ride the gall down mm-hmm. you know we'll be all right people have been known to survive airplane crashes <laughs> you know airplanes, airplanes have been around for one day <laughs> yeah. well i mean our, i mean to be fair the one guy who's been in an airplane crash will he did survive we did find it is him 100 <laughs> percent 
vitality rate yep. on airplane crashes in this universe. Yeah, so. they don't survive. It would it would have been fun if they would have uh, if they if they would have crashed uh, and then did survive, and then they would have been Jeff Bridges fearless for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh God. <laughs> but uh, the gulf flies you back down uh, to Eris Rock, and uh, we see the uh, the airship crash. Uh, you know, it yeah. crashes in this huge ball of uh, fire, and this uh, the scientist, this nihilistic scientist who has seen you know nature as God, he calls it the light of the apocalypse. Yeah, you know, and he's, uh, uh, he you know, says like that looks like it came from South America. You should go check it out. Yep, uh, you go there, and the uh, this opens up the portal. Uh, that we've been to that, that crash did Columbus is hanging out by there and he says, Hey, save your game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we head back in we go back to Krista. Um, and now it is like a, the scary version of our hometown. Yeah. Uh, we go to try to visit L, but her mom uh, turns into a soul that attacks you. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is weird and kind of good. Yeah. The way that these souls work, they can't really hurt you yeah. and you can hurt them by throwing things at them mm-hmm. and they drop money. It's yeah. weird. Uh, you know, the idea, like, if you'd never found out about your destiny, you would have been happy. Yeah. Uh, like they say, say to you. It could have been, it could have been simple. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you go and visit the elder, uh, and he walks you outside to point to the crystal blue. And this is where, I mean, there are a couple of times where it just kind of just goes into malediction prophecy, but like all of these reveals right at the end that you are an artificial human is uh yeah. is is pretty pretty, pretty crazy he walks out points at the points of the crystal blue and says you know everybody down here everybody in the underworld this village is a replica of somebody up on the surface uh, made out of that material made out of the crystal blue um you know if you read about this you know people say like oh yes this is you know the devil cannot uh make life the devil can uh can, can only imitate mimic Right. Um, And when, you know, when we, when we die, when we're used up, we become more crystal blue, you know, arc, he is not an actual person. He is just a creation of a reflection of this hero who ended the previous calamity. The person who we met at that, who who we revived with the star stone at that, uh, uh, gravesite in Antarctica. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so he takes you out of this, this area called the Gaia stone here. It's a star field. There are all these little, uh, HR Gigerask baby heads in the background. <laughs> uh, you know, talking about this history of creation destruction, the original name for this is like the, the creation and destruction or whatever. Yeah. I can't remember the, the exact translation. Um, you know, light and shadow will soon be one. Uh, you must face my true form for the emboss, which is a big evil, uh, devil robot. Yeah. Cause of course it is. Of course. Uh, and it's the emboss. It's the emboss. Uh, kind of annoying. Uh, as far as an end boss goes, uh, you can only damage him um, when you reflect an energy orb back. This does a little bit of damage. He will uh, then turn his torso into a big spiky crystal that will fly at you, staying out of reach mostly, maybe presenting one or two opportunities for one of your attacks to get it. But uh, oftentimes just being a couple of pixels away from you, uh, from away from the end of your spear when you attack. Yeah. Uh, and then goes into phase two where he turns into this like four armed, uh, one winged angel, but a Gundam yeah. and shoots a big spread beam. Uh, this cuts your HP in half. Yeah. Uh, kind of a pain. Luckily, you know, hopefully you've, you stocked up. Well, you've got um, the, uh, the, the, the block will work on this too. Uh, yeah, we'll take it yeah. down to just chip damage. Yes. Uh, so you, when you, when you beat him, uh, this voice speaks to you. Um, uh, it's the same one we heard in the graves of Antarctica. Uh, saying that this is sealed away dark Gaia. Um, it's the original you 
from Lightside, uh, Dark Gaia made you to rule the world. Yeah. Uh, there. Um, and, uh, Ark returns to Krista saying like, I remember how I now understand how light side L felt losing her home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yomi's there and Yomi says, uh, by fulfilling your duty of creating the heaven and earth, you're what earthlings might call a God. Yeah. But what is uh, that? Inventing a Big Mac. <laughs> yeah. but, but, but what does it matter? You know, what it is yeah. amount, what, what does it amount to him, uh, amount to for him? Cause he is still, yeah. you know alone uh, in, alone in this village with nowhere to go you know ark asked what yomi is and he's like yeah just you, you know you're a demon or whatever he says oh before evolution all life looked like me <laughs> these weird little bats with big eyes you know <laughs> and the way humans are going with their technology i mean they may evolve back into into us again you know it might just be the cycle over and over again and he says i and need to go such a weird line where he says that yeah like, with the way that humans are going technology, we might all turn into these little bat guys. That's... It's meant to be, you know, just a, a real classic, like, oh, the wonders of technology or the blunders of technology. Uh-huh. But, but you don't ex- you expect Jurassic Parks and stuff. You don't expect everyone to turn to a tiny little bat guy who lives in a bag. <laughs> into a cartoon bat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's real weird. Yeah. Um, uh, but he says, you know, I need to go back to sleep until someone stays, strays from the flock again. You know, I, I just, the, the, the mission's over. I can't be here anymore. Yeah. Uh, this, this ring of souls converges on you. This is light Gaia uh, talking to you and says, you know, you're going to fade away. Uh, your purpose is served, but you get to have one final day in your hometown before you disappear. I think it's a really sweet idea. Yeah. You know, uh, and a lot of people talk about this big tearjerker moment. I think this would, this works well. I think it would work a lot better if like I cared about Krista. Yeah. It's, it, this is one of those things where like the, uh, supporting struts are good but it just didn't use its resources in the right way to like make these characters very interesting mm-hmm. you know who's cool in krista who's yeah. who's who's charming in krista like you know you spend most of the game getting used to, or getting to know the people in chapter three mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's your fida and your little skateboarding guy and stuff who come to save you it's not yeah. these it's not guy who's fishing <laughs> you know um it's um for, yeah, it does not sell the nostalgia. I don't think. No, I mean, like it's it's one of those things where like the actual thing is 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 basically nothing, but the idea is good. It's 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 buy, it's buying the sales pitch and not the actual thing, right? Yes. The idea of like you know you 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 wanted to save this world, right? Or you 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 stepped into this into the situation where saving the world was thrust upon you, but always you hoped that you could go home. Everything about your home has been you know stripped away from you, but your reward is you get to you know go back home again, regardless of how impossible that is. This is the dying memory, you know, of the of the paradise before you you know before you were taken away. Um, which is which is a great idea yes. they just decide not to write a paradise <laughs> right you know it's, just, it, it, it's, it's, it's a bracket that does not contain anything yeah it's it's this it's this place with npcs who don't change after you you know revive them uh where you spent probably an hour and a half of this big long game and you're coming back to it it's only home because it's called home yes uh you know and it's a bummer because they didn't i don't think they needed to do that like it it is a question of where they decided to put resources, mm-hmm. not that there weren't resources. Like I would have gladly, I mean, it's, it's really just like cut the things that don't support what you're saying your central thesis is and mm-hmm. put them, you know, put that effort towards things that do. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know that I need to be reborn as a baby. <laughs> I don't, I don't know that I needed to, you know, have quite as much fetch, fetch questing. Yeah. 
you know, you, you, they, they could have made this a lot more poignant. I yeah. think. Yeah. As is, it's pretty poignant. Like it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And it's the kind of thing that like probably would have really got me in a different game. Yes. Like going and doing this at the end of Link to the Past always feels good mm-hmm. to me. Like getting the, the credits, the gold yeah. in areas showing how things have returned. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Final Fantasy VI. Earthbound. Uh, going Earthbound, back and like literally talking to yeah. everybody. Yeah. Earthbound does this great. Mm-hmm. And and in Earthbound, you legitimately do have that sense of an expanded horizon. Yes. Like your quaint home life versus going on this big quest. Like Earthbound does this much better, I think. Yeah. This exact idea. Um, the poignancy, the additional poignancy that you can only have it for one day yeah. is what kind of gives it that Asimov-esque like mm-hmm. extra punch. Uh, it just doesn't totally, totally sell it. At yeah. least for me. Mm-hmm. When you talk to everybody... They, they they do talk to you. They have new lines in honor <laughs> of the end of the game. It would be galling if it was just like it was when you left. Like incredible. The Christ- Wait, that, that would start feeling like a genius Benton Benton Foddy esque like that's <laughs> <laughs> like commentary. Yeah. Uh, here you go. Here's <laughs> you're nostalgic. Here's exactly as it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like <laughs> games of this era are constantly tell, asking us to be nostalgic for home villages and then like mm-hmm. the home villages, you know, in the meme. And it's just like a house and a guy fishing. He just <laughs> says fish. And that's it. Oh, man. But you can go talk to folks. Uh, if you go to Elle, she says, you know, I think happiness is living a life of peace with no stress. It's like, yeah. Okay. She nice. says specifically like goofing off. Yeah. It, it's a real weird line. <laughs> uh, goofing off is fun. Um, Keeping off is great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the elder is gone here. The forbidden closet of mystery is a broom closet now. <laughs> and we, uh, we go to sleep, uh, for our final day. Yeah. Um, L appears to you and says, uh, we'll meet again sometime if fate allows it. Yeah. And we have our final dream here, uh, being reborn as a bird and seeing the world grow old. Yes. And then we get our credit, we get our credits like flying over the green earth and then flying and keeping up with a bullet train and flying and keeping up with a like like a like an airfoil like a, a, a futuristic plane uh going over a cityscape you know we're just flying over all of history this reincarnation uh which is again cool and lyrical right and finally you descend on Stockholm you know and light side L um uh you know we cut inside you know she wakes up cuz she hears, hears a knocking on the door uh, in the middle of the night uh, and goes and opens the door and steps out and then it cuts to the end you know, is that, is that bird arc? Is that actual arc? What's going on here? It leaves on a nice yeah. little you know, note of ambiguity. Yeah. It's cinematic. Uh, which, yeah. It, yeah. It's nice. It, it's on paper. It's very good. I wish that I liked these characters more. Mm-hmm. Uh, would have done a little bit more like text matters. Yeah. You know, like the, the things people say that all that stuff, characterization and actually all that stuff matters. Yeah. Um, but it is a great idea. Like yes. I can imagine a version of this with characters I liked more that, Mm-hmm. you know, really broke my heart. Yeah. And we're, we're, we're head, we hedged an awful lot saying like, Oh, it's 1995. It's 1995. There's a, there's, there's a kernel of this going into like final thoughts where, you know, you can only be disappointed if you expected more, you know? Um, yeah. and expectations are not just, you know, arbitrary. You don't just come in, you know, with a, a you know, random thing. Oftentimes the expectations are set by the product itself. 
um, or by, you know, its reputation, right? You walk in hearing, okay, this is like a massive thing, um, you know, massively important. This, you know, this is poignant. It's, you know, debatably fair to hold those, the, those outside expe- expectations against it. But like, even within it, even when, when this, in this game, when you have the goat moment, everything kind of needs to be evaluated against that, um, to, you know, to a certain degree, or you can't help but evaluate against that because it shows you that it has ambition. It has higher ambitions or it can deliver on these really poignant concepts, right? When it does well, it sets an expectation that, you know, is going to not be met, um, you know, a a lot of other times. Right. So I I only say that and um, emphasize that games sometimes set their own expectations to say that, you know, like, yes, we are, we are out of this game's time, you know, evaluating it and hold, you know, it seems like we're holding, it seems like we're holding its time against it, but no, a lot of the stuff that actually calls me to put, bring this to a higher standard are actually, are actually stuff that it shows within itself that it's possible that it can do. Right. Yeah. You know, even yeah. outs, even outside of the, the, the developers promising that it's going to have 206 bones and be a man made of snow and not a snowman. Right. It, it's a thing. So my, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Right. Like even, Judging it entirely on its own terms with its own expectations, mm-hmm. there are flaws to how it, it handles that. Especially pacing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's a thing, too, where I think that, like, in our field, which is less of our, our purview, but when we just started, we were just doing retro games. Yeah. You know? Uh, it is important to look at something within their historical context and mm-hmm. be like, this is neat. Like, this came out in 1995. That's neat. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not the only way to look at something, though. I think that there's, like, a myopicness that can happen that does a disservice to whole games that buck that curve and parts of games that buck that curve. Mm -hmm. When you judge something entirely just based on, you know, pretty, you know, it's blank for a game that came out in 1995. Mm -hmm. Like, you want something that can just be blank. Yeah. You know, like our standards and things about storytelling uh, and stuff didn't just change arbitrarily or for no reason. You yeah. know, it it's some of those things. And there are things that, you know, it wasn't universally just a march towards progress or whatever, but some of those things did get more sophisticated and better. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean, I'm not talking about like, you know, Witcher three esque darkness or anything like that. I just yeah. mean in terms of, characters not being signs that just yeah. tell you what to do, you mm-hmm. know? And then the character telling you that a character had this development and you should feel this way rather than showing it. Yeah. Those are all writing standards that I refuse not to hold a game to. Yeah. Like if a, if a game has a text, if it has, if there is a text to it, I'm going to treat it like a text. Mm-hmm. You know, I can hold those two ideas in my head at once that yeah. like, you know, three ideas this that <laughs> this is very impressive for when it came out that it does is not a completely focused or effective narrative in what it's trying to do, but there are moments that bat above its weight class Mm -hmm. and hit harder than, than the rest of the game does. Yeah. They're, 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 they're different. They're different filters that are put over the same raw data, right? You know, we're just surfacing and saying like, yeah, these, 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 these could, all of these criticisms can coexist, right? Like, yes, it is neat for the time, but also examined, you know, uh, just as writing. Yeah, no, all of that can be true without dissonance and without like saying no, like the fact that this came out in 1999 permanently sets 
um, the, yeah. the, the the range of discussion that is possible around this. And it's the, like that's, the, this that's standard. Ex- you can only think about this in a certain way because of when it came out. That's a, that's incredibly constrictive. <laughs> it's it's constrictive, and I think it's disrespectful to a work. Yeah, like I I ultimately think that is not. I think it's not good criticism. Yeah, and it's it's a weird thing where uh, and we we catch this a lot where uh, because of that people because of the rounding like I feel like this episode not to get into like weird meta right mm-hmm. but I feel like this was a very like balanced take on this game yeah uh, there are things that we talked a lot of sugar about there are things we goofed about that were like intentionally funny mm-hmm. there are things we goofed about that were unintentionally funny and there were like legitimate complaints that is where. I think that's an accurate place for this to live. Yeah. It doesn't, people will take this and reduce it and be like, Oh, those guys just fucking hated Terra Nigma. And like, yeah. I know I didn't hate Terra Nigma. Mm-hmm. You know, no, it's, it's one just, of the best, SNES, like it, it, it's one of the best SNES games I've played. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really up there. You yeah. know, it, it's, it's, t- I would put it, it's like top 20. Yeah. You know, you know, probably, uh, it's quite good. It's my second favorite quintet game. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's quite good. It's just, I don't, I'm going to do it the respect of treating it like a complete thing. Yeah. Uh, And I am not going to, uh, not going to accept people yelling at me. So do not (laughs) at me. Uh, In, uh, in conclusion, stay out of my room. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy to have finally played it um, because, you know, I'd like to, to, it was worth it. It it was worth taking a look at it, you know. I, I, I like the idea of having played the pantheon of super nintendo yes you know as as a system i have a lot of affection for and this was definitely a big missing spot Mm -hmm. in that i was very glad i I played it yeah um too yeah nice i don't hear about it that much happy to to provide that service Mm -hmm. you know uh if this is your in terms of recommendations if this is your shit like if you love super nintendo era action rpgs Mm -hmm. uh 100% play this yeah you know if uh, you are raised on like Dark Souls and Breath of the Wild and stuff, uh, if you don't love Super Nintendo era action RPGs, mm-hmm. I don't think this is going to convert you. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there are probably shorter and friendlier ones. You know that uh, that yes. that might be a little bit more, you know, probably a better introduction to it. I'd, I'd say. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you. Hello. Uh, for yeah. uh, executive producing this, and also uh, I, I, I forget, was it a birthday? Happy birthday, yeah, Sean! Happy birthday, Sean! Yeah, yeah. Uh, I imagine belated at this point. So oh, yeah. this is uh, we ended up subbing this in uh, for fear and hunger. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, thank you very much. We appreciate you. Yeah. If you have things to say about Terranigma, uh, you can go to duckfeed.tv/contact. Write those in. You can also do that if you have things to say about Hulk Ultimate Destruction out of this world or vampire. And the deadline for that is the 15th. Yes. Um, it's always the 15th. Uh, if you have thoughts about multiple games, please separate them into multiple responses. That just makes our job possible when we're putting those, uh, those things together makes so I don't have to go and edit and pull stuff around. Um, yeah. If you have thoughts about, um, June's or sorry, July's games. Fuck. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. If yeah. you have if you have thoughts about July's games, uh, which are Final Fantasy XII and Wario Land Four, uh, the deadline is the fifteenth of July. See the instructions from before. Yeah, uh, and then if you want to patronize a uh, episode, or if you just want to get bonus episodes or support us, you can go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Mm-hmm. We would really appreciate that, uh, and you can also leave us range reviews on Apple Podcast or Podcast Addict. Yes. 
Um, I think that's, I think that's everything. Maybe that is, uh, certainly, yeah, certainly everything. Cool. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, that's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what should they watch out for until next time? <laughs> I just <laughs> make, make sure you're not killing the wrong baby. Yeah. If, if you're going to kill a baby, <laughs> it's extremely important to know whether it's going to grow up to be your boyfriend. <laughs> I don't know that I like that image that you sent me very much. No? <laughs> it didn't make you feel better? No. <laughs> I've been clicking on trending things on Twitter for some reason. Okay. Just because the first thing that pops up is always uh, not what it's trending for. Uh-huh. I don't know why. Yeah. Like that, that just Saul Goodman was trending and I clicked it and we got that. And I was like, <laughs> surely this isn't news. And then uh, look at this. uh this little link I, I found earlier today, I was on Twitter and Chrono Trigger was uh, was trending. Okay, so click on that because I put it in the thread for reasons that'll become uh, obvious. <laughs> but the, the text of it is really funny too. Ayla the is a fun, is energetic, boisterous, sexy, scantily clad woman that can kick tons of ass. Absolutely fantastic. And depending on which ending, and. and Depending on which ending uh, to the game you get, it's implied that she is pregnant. And then we get an image. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> that, third, that third one is really rough. Whoa. What you saying? <laughs> uh, Ayla Strong. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. It's Ayla. Yeah. I mean, this is this is fetish art. Ayla is extremely pregnant. There's a big old bump. Uh, where the baby inside is kicking, she's saying, "Ayla, strong. Ayla, have strong babies." Um, and she is uh, sitting. We see that she is sitting in a puddle of her own broken water, and we can see the gush, uh, the the gush of fluid coming from her. Uh... <sighs> so it's, it's very funny to see Chrono Trigger trending. Go, huh? <laughs> Click that and have this be the first thing that popped up. Like, what a scoop! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is going in after the outro music. I love this. Yeah. It's a, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Sorry. I thought it was just the first one. I didn't see that there were a whole bunch of images nah. of Ayla fe- pregnancy fetish arts. She's a great character. She's strong. She's smart. Also, if you do it right, she's pregnant, dudes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's so good. I'm so it's sick really of whatever that face is in the first I, one. I, man, I hate that face. You know yeah. what I'm talking about, right? Oh, the, it's it's kind of like a, it's adjacent to Ahagao. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of the orgasm face, but it just it makes everybody look like a cartoon dog. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, Chrono Trigger's trending, baby. <laughs> what a <laughs> scoop. It's all good when it's trending, baby. Yeah. Here's him as a cat. It's yeah, any, anybody who's making weird deviant art fetish stuff. Yeah. It's trending. Let's do. Oof, let's, let's, let's surface this. <sighs> and that's why wow. I fight for you, Meow Bakurki. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> all right. So I'll take Anywho, us, I'll take uh, us back. Who just said that, yeah, uh, comes yeah. back in empty handed. Yeah. Yeah. 